football and you're listening to Rap Rankings with Moles, or shall I say Moles and Nail, Triple B and Double R's forever, you know how we gets down with the get down, Triple B style, Big Baller Brand is in the building baby, and this how it goes down, y'all gotta listen up, I got something to tell y'all, that Rap Rankings ain't no joke, they keeping it right and tight, and if you don't get right, y'all go get left. So listen up to that rap podcast, man. There's something inter- hey, interesting and entertaining. That double eyes. Keep doing your thing. But big ball is out, baby. And I Alright, Mel, I need you to start with uh from me to you go fuck yourself. That's that's how we're starting. That's the end. That's of how we're start. Yes, that's how we're starting. Oh, can okay. you play it? Oh yeah, I mean I can I can play it. I just wasn't expecting uh, this to be how we were coming in. I, I, okay, here you this go. This is something that's been on my on my heart and soul since uh, for for a couple of weeks now. All right, well here you go. For me to you, go fuck yourself. Twitter user rap talk SK, you piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who this is. I don't this, know. No, this is the kid that Kendrick announced the album with. He quoted his tweet. He he basically said Kendrick retired like years ago. Kendrick quoted the tweet to announce oh, the album. Right. And he's been oh. riding the clout ever since. Like, oh, Kendrick tweeted me. I brought Kendrick back. I'm famous now. No. He's an that, 18-year-old you- freshman. And for me to you, go fuck yourself, okay? Did you I hope you flunk out of school. Or something? No, no. He's just been all over I Twitter. I haven't heard from him since. So I mean, he's, he's chasing the cloud every day of I brought Kendrick back. Okay. Yeah, that's been he's an 18 year old freshman. I hope he fails out of college and <laughs> just, that's that's Why? the worst thing that that's the worst thing that I hope happens to him. I just don't want anything good for him in life. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Fuck him. Um, he's, welcome he's, to he's, he's basically Shrek rap. As, Got it. But like as a human. <laughs> so see, Shrek knows rap the human. Right. Okay. That's it. I'm ready to talk. Maybe he is Shrek knows rap. Maybe he controls that account too. He might who, be. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, welcome, welcome to the rap rankings. First listen, new album review of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. This is Mules the Captain, joined by the junior captain, Mel. Mel, say hello. Damn white man, tell me what to do. I, I can speak for myself. I'm Mel, okay, the junior captain. I see what kind of energy things. Mel's bringing on this review right now. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, it's all good. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. You know, as you should know this, and you ain't black. All right, we we doing we doing a uh, proud, strong black man's album. So I feel like I should uh, assert myself a little more. That's all I'm saying. He's not that proud and strong on this album. He's not a proud, strong black man. Really? On uh, he's fucking white girls in Copenhagen or wherever. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> uh, the, the person, yeah, the, the person you just heard, by the way, that's Jesse. Say, say. Now I'm telling Jesse what to do. See right. how this works. Aspiring junior captain or see a uh, sophomore captain. Sorry, aspiring sophomore captain. Oh, okay. Mr. Yeah, captain Jesse, under the Mel. Aspiring sophomore captain. Uh, the third member of Rap Rankings. And we're here. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It's been five years. 
and he's back with this album and we're here to review it because we need the engagement and analytics and stats and stuff not because we like to give you our thoughts that are half-baked and undercooked you know but usually on the show we wait a full year before we actually review an album but you know at least a full year the first right. listen series, people want our knee-jerk first listen reactions. And for an artist like Kendrick, whose material at times can be pretty dense, I think a first listen is, uh, it's a risky proposition, but I mean, this is such a big album that it's kind of hard to he's pass a, up the opportunity. A, he's an A-list rapper. Look, I, I said before, he's I hated the a rapper. To, what'd you say? He's the A-list rapper right now. Uh, Jay-Z hasn't come out since 2017. Are we going to act like Drake doesn't exist right now? I'm not acting like Drake doesn't exist, but you know almost kind of... Because Kendrick on this album. We'll get there. You have an idea of what you're going to get from a Drake album. Kendrick is the guy that keeps you in suspense. He's the, you know, he's the guy that, you know, strikes up the most anticipation, I think. Uh, sorry to tell you what to do again, but can you cue up the uh, laps fan drop for Jesse? <laughs> okay. Uh, What's the drop? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm here. You go. I'm, you want me to hit it now? Uh, yeah. What is it real? <laughs> okay. Uh, what does that mean? How does that pertain to me? I heard you say all that, and it was like... Oh, sure, okay, you know, okay, Mark. <laughs> all right. All right you know what I say to moles? You know what I say to moles and mouth? What's that? Motherfucker, everything isn't about you. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure, it isn't, but everything isn't about Kendrick either, you know? But I'll hit the drop for you. Here you go. Motherfucker, everything isn't about you. Yeah, Folks, I would say this album not. was more anticipated than CLB. I would think. Of course, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so he, I'm made, saying he, he made us wait longer for it, you know. All I'm saying is he's the most anticipated in. guy. That's all I was saying. Well, that 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 resets now that he's released things. So not that yeah. he's bigger than Drake, but he's the, you know the more. Yeah. Now we're looking for CLB two, is which is the new most anticipated officially. <laughs> yeah. Look, I hate it that we had to do this because Kendrick is the kind of artist that's going to give you something to unpack. You know. And these always suck these first listens because I don't I don't want to I don't want to tell you what I think off top because it's always going to it's inevitably going to change. I only heard it once. These suck, too, because I have to listen at home in headphones. I don't get that car listening, you know, like it but, doesn't hey, suck. We're good want. analysts. Here's what they want. No, yeah, we're, no, I think we're I think we're confident. Yeah, we're the best analysts in the game. I just feel like, you know, Jesse, the whole thing with our show is the actual show rap rankings that we do every week. Multiple listens. Multiple listens, and we give the album time to settle. We give it that year. Yeah, the benefit of the passage of time, you know? It just... Look, we do these to, to funnel people into the to Ain't the no mainline show. You know what, okay? Mel? As a, as a show of allyship, I'd like to read the ratings and what they the mean. Yeah, well, the rating system. The rating system? We got to explain to people how the rating system works. And you know what? You know, you're in Peoria, which is, oh, God. Okay, that's a mad city full of (laughs) potholes. And we know what's going on over there and who's treated the worst. So I'm saying take a load off. I got it from here, if you're okay with that. (laughs) I was just going to do it. It's fine. It's fine. How I moves. I'll be okay to explain the rating system as I usually do. Even though I'm I drinking alkaline water, by the way, just if, just so you know. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's 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 Mel reporting live from Peoria, Illinois, aka apparently like the worst city in America for African Americans. At least it was a few years ago. I don't know if well, it's it won't be for very long once I come through. Yeah, we know Mules is going to be the mayor despite not showing up until the day of election. That's his plan. Well, we're going to uh, promote anyway. still. We're definitely going to put signs up and ads and videos and everything. But you know, we, like I said, someone else needs to be treated the worst there, and we're going to have to find out who very soon. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the rating system for those unacquainted with this wacky show of ours. Uh, the rating system is not wacky, and it goes like this. Uh, the rating system is simple. Each song is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song, as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. 10 means, this is a perfect song to me, one of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means, I love it. 8 means, I like it a lot. 7 means, I like it. Six means it's I. I don't dislike it, but I can't say that I like it. Five means I feel practically nothing about this. Four means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I dislike it. Three means I dislike it. Two means I hate it. And one means I absolutely can't stand it. One of the worst things I've ever heard. Side note, when you hear uh, any of us add a plus or a minus to those numbers, understand those pluses and minuses have no mathematical or statistical value. They're merely indicators that mean one of two things. The first thing, it's like saying a stronger light version of that number. Seven plus, strong seven. Eight minus, light eight. Uh, second thing it indicates is that the rating could go up or down in the future, which is especially, you know, important for these first listens, you know. So seven plus, you know, one day it could go up to an eight, feeling like it could be an eight one day. Uh, it could drop too. Seven plus could be a flat seven one day or a six or five or four. You get the point. The ratings on this show aren't static. Okay, we got a whole segment dedicated to it called I Was Fucking Tripping, where we come in and say exactly that. I was fucking tripping. Here's the, the new rating. But uh, most of my ratings are static. So you're you're expecting that no rating on this album? Most of them, most of them. That's cap. <laughs> I mean, you've only heard I, it once. I know how I feel. Some I know, songs. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I mean, a yeah. lot of most of the time, my ratings don't change either. You know, but on first listens, they do. I, mean, I would once say the harder a piece of music is to digest, the more chance it has to change. Yeah. Right, but th- this for me, this album doesn't have any moments like you from To Pimp a Butterfly, where it was like, it's like so left that I don't know what's happening and I can't like figure out how I feel about it. This album doesn't have any of that. Okay, I, I kind of uh, know how we'll, I feel. We'll get okay. there. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, the final, board, final... Th- these don't end up on the board though, because I don't even know what the board is yet. I mean, we finish um... the rating system. Uh, once every song in an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined the takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. The takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked, that is, songs rated seven or higher. For example, on a 10 song album, if you like five songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. The average rating is the percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points, so if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. The weighted rating is the percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by two. Once we have those weighted ratings, we add those together, divide by two. Uh, well, that only applies to the main show. These ratings don't go on the board, the giant board of every rap album in history that you can find on raprankings.com. They don't go there because these are first listens. So, yep. yeah, we don't even need to finish all that. You got the point. All right. When you hear these numbers, you know what these numbers mean going forward. All right. So that's the rating sure. system. Do you want to briefly, and I do mean briefly, give us background on 
your history with this artist uh, around the table? Uh, sure. Kendrick Lamar, uh, a wheat rapper at his peak. He does have mm-hmm. a classic with me. He is one of the premier artists of our generation. I would agree with that. Um, I would probably disagree with the masses as far as like what the highlights in his catalog are. Um, but yeah, he is worth the hype. Um, I just probably would deviate as far as the things that most people would say is worth the hype with him. So yeah, is that brief enough? I'm a Kendrick fan. That's what you should know coming in. I'm a Kendrick fan. I thought Moles asked, what was your history with artists? That's my history. I've heard all of his albums. I'm a fan. You know, uh, I thought that was like, what was your discovery point? I thought that was no, like, no, 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 uh, just, you know, how, uh, where you stand on them. So going in a listener who's never heard us before or has never heard us on Kendrick before knows who they're dealing with here. Got it. Jesse. Yes. Oh, uh, started out with the EP in 2009, hated him, uh, grew to understand him better. 2011 South by Southwest. When I saw him perform like a couple of months before Section 80 came out, uh, he grew to be one of my favorite artists of the 2010s, uh, minus Damn. And then probably my favorite rapper of the 2010s, uh, minus Damn. And this is his first release in the 2020s, so I don't know how I'm going to feel about him yet um, in the 2020s. Okay, cool. Um, For me... I think Overly Dedicated was my entry point. And then everything from there, eventually I went back and heard the Kendrick Lamar EP and the No Sleep Till NYC mixtape with Never J-Rock. Heard that. Uh, it's a decent tape. He's, you know, him and J-Rock rapping over kind of like classic beats and stuff like that. Might be worth a listen. But I, I think uh, Good Kid Mad City being, you know, that was his first major label album. Uh, I, I dug that album for the most part. I really liked To Pimp a Butterfly. I did not really like Damn so much. There were some songs on it I enjoyed. We did a review back in season one. If you want to check our archives on the podcast feed. And I'm here now, honestly, with zero expectations other than I hope it's better than Damn. I mean, yeah, you y'all can listen to that uh, Damn review uh, of Damn, but it's not remastered yet. I actually need to remaster that. That was before I figured out how to actually mix this program. So it's available, but you know, if you want to hear like, you know, us peak very loudly at certain points and then be quiet at other points, then that's the, that's the episode for you until I remaster it. But yeah, we're all Kendrick fans here. I think it's safe to say, uh, we all, all also didn't really care for a damn. So we are hoping for a better album. You know, I'd say Kendrick fans to a varying degree. I mean, Mel and I are both fans, but we're not fans to the level of Jesse, I would say. Right. Question, did you not like Damn like upon first listen or yeah, I like, with multiple didn't like listens? It. I liked it listen, more with time. Like I like Jesse, uh, it went up for me by like two or three songs by the time we went around to do the actual review, but I still don't love the album. It's less than a fifty percent for me. It went down for me over time. Like I was caught up in the lying to myself about how good it was. Uh, f- maybe first couple of listens, and I was like, uh, "Some of these songs I don't like." Oh, okay, let's see. Maybe we hit the drops too early, Mules. Maybe Jesse isn't the mark for Kendrick that we think he is. He was just—he um, was—he has markish tendencies when it comes to Kendrick and Tyler, the creator, and Blue. 
<laughs> and blue. Uh, that's one album from 2007. Below the Heavens review out now. Uh, yeah, you guys yeah. buried it. We, yeah, you didn't we know bury about it. it. We really did not bury it. <laughs> we we, we know about we know about you, Mel. Okay. What? I don't know if you've heard my latest call, but we know about you. Uh, I think I, I think we have, but folks, it didn't get buried. Like no, I left the call today. Would... Oh, today? Yeah, it came yeah. in. I didn't get to listen I, to it. I think yeah, I liked. Like... I liked damn near like uh, more than two thirds of that I, album. I like eight out of fifteen songs. More was like nine out of fifteen. Nine. It's not a okay. burial. So not a bear, but anyway, that's that's you like emo ass. Audience. You like emo ass. Fuck me over one more time, Mel. We know about you. <laughs> My God, why are we referencing yeah. Wama Beats records right now? All right, look, Kendrick Lamar. Okay, it was played on this history. weekend. Moves and Mel. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know where it was played. Yeah, you like that, but you don't. Yeah, and you ain't blue. Let's move on. <laughs> that's you ain't All right, blue. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. I'm not yeah. blue. Okay, but I also didn't hate that album, so we got to stop this narrative. Anyway, uh, all that's out of the way. What do you say we start? I'm feeling, I'm feeling like this is going to be the brisk face sponsored by Lipton. I think we can be in and out of here. You know, yeah. I have, I have fairly extensive notes because I was like, I was writing like Mozart, bro. When the music was playing, harmony, melody, harmony, melody. I was writing, I was writing like the ghosts possessed me or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got notes. We'll be as brisk as possible, but we're not gonna skimp on the analysis style you know we never skimp it's just it is kendrick so you know i feel like there's a a potential to get carried away lost in uh, all the the concepts and whatnot but let's just start all right y'all ready yes do we have production credits or are those not available yet they they are yeah they are available Mm, whatever it's a first listen usually we 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 skip that because it's you know we're going to talk about the beat. All right. If you want to know who produced it, go look it up. All right. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? All right. So Jack Harlow gets production credits, but we're going to skip them for Kendrick. He wasn't even supposed to get production credits. Jesse just volunteered. Are you going to volunteer again, Jesse? It's a lot of names on this thing. Ah, uh, fuck that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Here we go. Track one, United in Grief. Um, Gave this a uh, seven minus. Wow. Give it an eight minus. Ding me, baby. Uh, seven plus so far. Jesse's not the mark. <laughs> yeah, the mark is here uh, apparently. Yeah, uh, I actually remember this record. I think a snippet of it leaked. It like, did. I remember the beat, like the whole like I went and got me a therapist thing, and the piano just plunking yeah. along. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, how the fuck did that get out so long ago? I don't know, you know, things be leaking. It's hip hop. But uh yeah, my 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 notes, you know, first listen to the aisle, I just was writing as I was uh, as I was listening. Uh first things I think you hear, I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. I was like, yeah, that would be nice. I agree. Um he's kind of just, you know, he's 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 flying off at the mouth, you know, what's a house with a better view, Fro- uh, family broken and variables. He's going all over the place. He's clearly having a therapy session. He's a lot on his mind. 20 million in taxes. The uh, I guess catchphrase of this record, I, I, I presume he wants it to be something that people run with. This I grieve different, and I'm yeah. like, okay, that's classic Kendrick, you know. In that, I kind of went uh because it's like it's not something to parade like a catchphrase, like because obviously he keeps repeating it, and it's like this is gonna be something that catches on. I'm gonna have to see this on Twitter and Instagram. It's gonna like, be a nobody pray for me, right? Did you, and everybody did you get can't the point? grieve different, or they're all doing it the same. 
you know, but it's like clearly he wants it to be something people run with. So I'm like, great, I got to hear this. But then he saves himself. I said, nice save because he was like, everybody grieves different. And I'm like, oh, that's true. You Did know? you get the point of I grieve different? <laughs> what was the point? Uh, no, new listeners, seriously. Jesse thinks we're idiots. So that's like, a I'm not thing. saying you're idiots. <laughs> okay. I don't think you what guys was are the idiots. Point? What was the point? Well, my interpretation, at least, it was like a humble brag. Like the song is about uh, materialism. Uh, you know, that comes from him grieving. So he's saying, I grieve different. Like, I got all this money to spend on all this, you know, bullshit. Yeah, I all these that. cars. I okay, that. That, like, that's yeah, what that he meant by I grieve different. implications. Like, you know, I can buy me a car to cover up my grief. I can do this. I grieve different. Because we hear, like, you know, he said it in the same cadence and tone. It's like, I'm built different, you know, the same sort of thing. But it's, I grieve different. Um, Listeners, Mel is my best friend that I've never met. Okay, I don't think he's an <laughs> wow, idiot. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Mools is my best friend. I've only met in real life one time. I don't think he's an idiot. I'm a, We're not going to paint these that. narratives about Jesse tonight. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I'm going to hit Jesse. Jesse is here. He is against cancel culture. He is for free speech. What? I'm and not. I'm All right, not now Mools is wow, and I don't know where he's going with this, but I'm going to hit this because Jesse touched me just there. Oh. I'm not for free speech. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not when it harms people like Dave Chappelle and all them people. Yeah, no, I'm not for free speech. But you don't agree with Kendrick. You are actually not a Kendrick Mark. Uh, I don't agree with every point he makes, no. I mean, I don't recall Kendrick saying I agree with free speech at any point on this album. I do recall him saying, like, what's cancel culture? I say whatever I want to say, this, that, and the other. I guess he's got some. He's got some lines I cherry-picked, but we'll get to them. Uh, right, he's... Yeah. He's definitely uh, making overtures, but not full on. Uh, he definitely seems to be Camp Dave Chappelle, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting Chappelle vibes, but not overt Chappelle vibes. It's kind of in the ether, you know? Yeah. But I like this song the best, 8 minus. Uh, do you, wait, you got more notes here, Mel? Uh, just my only other note is I was like, he keeps mentioning Green Eye. I'm like, okay, I'm going to assume that's his girl. Uh, and then by the end of the song, I said, still no insight into the album title, which is what I was really waiting on. But eventually it would make sense. Um, yeah. So I don't understand the album title at all. You didn't, you didn't catch all like the stepping at, you know, certain tracks at the end of certain tracks. Like those, I guess those oh, were the big steppers. Yeah. There's, the, uh, there's the like a tap step dancers. Yeah. yeah. One of the oh, steppers. Fuck that. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Fuck it. The Savio right. Glover. <laughs> That guy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of a kind of a nut job, from what I recall. Quick aside about him: I just remember uh, in the fifth grade we had a poster of him, like in our school, and like it looked very funny to me. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, I think he was in Stomp, right, Jesse? Yeah, my parents took me to all that Broadway bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we know Jesse's not a Savion Glover fan. I'm a fan. I'm just talking shit right now. Oh, okay. I respect the man. He was stomping and stomping. You have to respect it. Um, if you're going to be tap dancing as a black man, you better be doing it like Savion Glover. You know? You were doing it inside a garbage can like Oscar the Grouch. I loved it. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Okay. Uh, you guys yeah, remember like the last year or so where West Side Gun ended an album with tap dancing? No. Why not? Uh, I don't it, it was- it was like something about like the, the bricks got stepped on, the bricks got tap danced on or something. And it was an actual tap dancer. It was like the most ridiculous thing ever. Mm. Anyway, my notes. Uh, what is a bitch in a miniskirt? 
My notes say this might be fake art bullshit. Uh, <laughs> jazz. I wasn't ex- Jesse was right coming in. I wasn't expecting these takes from him, but I Jesse gave it a seven. sounding like I think could it be that we switched notes? Well, no, no I, I think I think maybe maybe the show is running off on like to hear him say a Kendrick song of all things is fake art bullshit. Is I said might be from from a first listen, right? Uh, then I said he's going crazy on the drum switch before the keys come back in. Still not pushing this past the seven plus when it switches up at the end. This might be the most advanced thing he's done musically. The song is about materialism that spreads out of grief. Me and Mel grieve different with that smut. <laughs> We grieve the same in that we use the smut. Uh, we grieve different than, than Kendrick, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah we do. We grieve different. Our chosen uh, manner of uh, dealing with the grief is smut. Now, we probably <laughs> grieve different in our tastes in smut, too. Uh, we're not gonna so he's right. That, no. Everybody grieves different. You know, I just, yeah. I'm going to hate the concept of grief being, like, tweeted as, like, some sort of flex. You know, like, hashtag, I grieved. This is all assuming it's even going to happen. It may not even happen. I don't know, but... Yeah, why would anybody? Well, uh, there, there's a tie-in, actually. Off. I just realized, but whatever. In a later song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mules, you got notes? Yeah. Um, you know, we got that bare piano up top. Kendrick kind of a spoken intro before he drops into a double time flow over the piano. Uh, new sounds like it's kind of like a reverse sample come in, and. There's new elements that get added into the mix. Kendrick goes pretty hard with the flows on this one. The beat kind of changes up to something very up-tempo, sort of drum and bass, almost like Bombs Over Baghdad style of uh, drum programming and, you know, like a tempo change. And the piano and the reversed sounds from earlier kind of enter their way back into the mix and everything sort of swells up as the orchestra comes in and it's kind of hard for me on first listen to catch everything that Kendrick is actually rapping about, especially at the tempo he's rapping, but he seems to be touching on some anecdotal subjects here. I'm really into the music off top. I think this is definitely more in the vein musically so far, at least because this album ultimately didn't end up being this felt like we were early on like definitely more in like Shireen's intro or Wesley's theory territory than something like a DNA. Okay. You know, so um, he was using like the modern contemporary flows, but the music felt like something you wouldn't have heard on damn. So I appreciated it. I thought it was a strong intro eight minus. It's actually my second favorite song on the album. So, well, Okay. Uh, it gets it gets better from here, but only once for me. Got it. Well, and I like the therapist conceit. How we're like setting up, we're framing it like that. Yeah, it's uh the whole therapist thing uh, that is kind of framing the album. Uh, I'm I'm glad to say was done effectively, in my opinion, because uh, it could have it could have been very head ass, but luckily it wasn't to me. So. Um. All yeah. right. Yeah, those are my thoughts. I mean, you know, I think we're we're starting strong for sure. All right. Well, uh, y'all want to keep it going? Yeah. Jesse. 
Oh, in 95? Uh, I gave my notes. Oh, okay. Well, then, what? yeah, let's move on. Uh, track no, I'm two. I'm saying you're ready to go, you know? Yeah, he's ready. We have to in the words of moves. <laughs> All right. Track two in 95. Uh, just quick question. That's that's uh, the mask, right? Like the type yes. of mask? Okay. Yeah. Uh, flat seven. Uh, six plus. Seven plus. These are right. surprising ratings already from all of us. I have to say, really? I mean, yeah, yeah it's I, been, yeah. I, mean, I did not expect Jesse to like this at all. This song, N ninety five. Yeah. Uh, what is it why. like? The music, perhaps. So, I mean, I wrote he's singing in a very calm vocal tone, rapping over, and then rapping over some very simple drum programming up top. I kind of liked it at first, and then these sort of like. Cool and Dre, Miami Vice sounding synths come in. And I don't know, Keem is on like the ad libs, maybe. Kendrick's rapping in another double time flow now. This kind of reminds me of the stuff on Damn I wasn't that crazy about. Kendrick's uh, doing a good job on the second verse, I noted. Six plus for now. Uh, he says, what the fuck is cancel, cancel culture, dog? Uh, which is the first of many references to this and i believe after that line he's like i say whatever i want about you niggas or something like that right (laughs) and and then at the end the synth is doing this like watch the throne warbly sort of dubstep it's crazy you said that because i said this beat sounds dated like perhaps mr nice watch on on uh yeah yeah because that's another 2010 stuff that's another one with the weird dubstep sounds in the beat that and who gonna stop me from uh watch the throne right so i I mean to that point i don't dislike it but i i I don't know if i I like like it it. i need more time with it i don't like it honestly the thing that ruined this for me was the synths that came into it so six plus because he does rap pretty good on that second verse but i don't know the element i would have preferred this if it was more stripped down kind of like how it started okay um yeah uh, i said this is uh that sociological kendrick but it's actually working for me uh, this whole refrain, you know, take off to take off, you know, th- he's been like trapped in this ever since damn to me, like the damn air. It's like, fuck you, fire, fuck the, the fuck to this and the fuck to that. Like, he'll just start getting into the, you know, that flow where it's just like the setup word and then, you know, just filling in the space with something. Uh, so this is we're taking off a bunch of stuff. And that uh, from DNA that I got, I got, I got, I right. got, you know, yeah, uh, y- y- you know, um, this is uh, I said it's. The record, uh, you know, he's talking about the world being messed up. Uh, obviously, in '95, he's like, "You're back outside," but they still lied. To which I say, I don't know if he's saying like, I'm not sure if he's like they lied about the virus because I can't really be sure how Hotep Kendrick is at times, or if he's he just talks saying about like catching COVID on the album. Yeah, I know he caught yeah. it, but even even in that whole like sequence, I wasn't sure where he lied on the or laid lied. I wrote thing. when we get to that. I wrote it down verbatim so we can look at it and not paraphrase it. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it's not I mean, as it's not as crazy as you think it sounded. No, it, it, no, it didn't sound. Cra- but I was just like on first listen. I'm like, I'm not sure exactly where he stands on this, but yeah, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I, I kind of took it as. I mean, at least well, as I no, personally feel. I think this is a good time to just bring this up as a general sort of umbrella for this whole album. It's very obvious to me that with this album, 
especially on certain songs, somewhat on this one, but definitely on some others, he wants to create conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. He wants yeah, people agree. to talk about things, maybe things that are uncomfortable for people to talk about, but he wants people to have the conversations. That seems to be my takeaway from a lot of these songs. He's bringing stuff up that, you know, there's certain sort of paradoxical. We know, you know, Kendrick is a big Tupac fan. And there are certain paradoxical things about Kendrick that we'll get into a little bit later on. But. Well, the thing about Kendrick is that I actually see it as because, I mean, whether he's aware of it or not, we're already having the conversations. And it's actually pretty fatiguing, if you ask me, all the conversations. that are being Oh, had. all the conversations that we're having around Kendrick, every news story and situation and trending topic and whatnot. Yes. No, it feels like, and this is just the Kendrick way of things, because he has a bit of a savior complex, if you ask me. I think he's trying to, like, you know, give us the end-all, be-all statement on the conversation. You know? He can't really right. help himself with that. You know? Right. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, the conversations have been being had for years now, but whenever Kendrick comes through, it's like, he presents his side of things, but it's always with an air of, like, Listen, you're like everybody shut up. I got it. I got it figured out. Here it is. You know? And maybe maybe he doesn't feel that way. It's just how it comes off sometimes. But like he's yeah, trying to like big brain every single situation. You know. But at the same time, I mean, he, he's a big uh he's big on making sure we know he's human and he doesn't have all the answers. I mean, that's tackled on this album too. But yeah, we're back outside. They still lied. I took it as like we outside prematurely because the virus ain't really went away. At least right, that's how I feel. They're sort of um, burying. They're, they're choosing statistics. commerce over civilization, as you. Yeah, but we're getting yeah. you know lack of sort of transparency between. Man, they've been know, fumbling this shit from the beginning. The, <laughs> they, the they, fucking they, no, but we're not even having access, and I think in certain places to like results, so we don't know how bad it is. We don't you know, know anything. They're trying yes. to make it seem like, oh, shit's, shit's totally back to normal. It's fine. Go on out and live your lives. Is yeah. that the case? Uh, I don't know. We don't, we don't have access to the numbers anymore. We, we, we've we been lied to by the government forever. We will continue being lied to by the government about everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, I said this is that uh, bullshit he'd be on from time to time. But I like it on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to What is to the hear. bullshit? The sociological Kendrick bullshit. You know, it's like, you know, here's King Kendrick to tell us how to feel, you know, but uh, it works here. Uh, he says, where the hypocrites at? What community feel like they're the only ones relevant? I think that's kind of commentary on how, you know, it's like, you know, you'll see on the timeline. It's like, you, you know, those tweets that always get deleted because they be wilding. But it's like somebody in the uh, Asian community is like, we showed mm-hmm. up for blacks when it was time to show up for y'all. Why don't y'all show up for me? It's like, it's not supposed to be a competition, you know? But it's like that kind of the same thing with any community, you know, not to get too deep into the weeds, but it's like people are conditioned to look out for themselves and their own. But, you know, when it comes time to do the same for another community, they're a little hesitant. You know, I I don't want to be line stepper, Jesse, but I think they can be a little heavy handed at at times with the uh, with the, you know, stop Asian hate stuff. Um, oh, brother. Yeah. All right. Jesse's nah, alone on this. May, may I explain myself, Mel? Before you. Yeah, you can explain. I'm just letting them know ahead of time. This is whatever you about to. I'm giving you an example. Uh, right. Someone today 
says oh, I saw that, that tweet. I saw that. Yeah, Go ahead. That that they were stopped for fare evasion uh in New York City by police because they were Asian. No, you were evading the fare. Um and, then and that, that's, that's all I'm saying. Example. I mean, I, I, that, I that's would never all be I'm the saying. one to even make the argument because it's just not. My, I don't. I don't care to contribute to that. Discourse. I ran into the same issue when I was a teenager, and they didn't stop me because I was black. I was evading the fare. That that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I wouldn't even feel the need to give my two cents on that. Like, I, yeah, in that I, specific case, yeah, it may not be because they're Asian. It's because that that's they that's the only the thing fare, I'm. But, um, that's the only thing I'm saying. Stop Asian hate. Black Lives Matter. All. all all of it. Okay. Uh, Trans lives matter. We're going to cover that later. <laughs> Everybody matters. What the hell is going on tonight? No, I'm glad. I mean, he's right. We are going to cover that. Like, it's just the way. Like, the, I mean, I'm not, not to being be fair. And I'm going to get. No, no, you're right. Because, you know, you weren't there. It's just that a lot of these songs. Um, and I predicted this could be the way it was going to be going in. You can kind of sum them up as like, okay, this is the song about this. Like Seinfeld, Seinfeld episodes. Like the. You know, the one about uh, transphobia, the one about uh, gender wars. Like, we're getting there. We're getting there. But, um, yeah, I mean, flat seven. I like it. I'm not. I, maybe it could go up. It could go down. Because, like I said, the beat sounds like it could be kind of dated. Um, and there's piano notes at the end. I'm like, maybe this is going to be a refrain on the album. Uh, kind of was, kind of wasn't. But, yeah. yeah. At times it comes in and I'm like, I feel like I'm at a play. And then other times it's just not around for quite a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all. Everyone I got. read their notes. Yes, okay. and we must move on. It's imperative because it's a two disc album. Mm-hmm. I didn't read my notes. Uh, oh, you go ahead. Notes say he's going crazy. This is already better than damn. More silly boy. More silly boy flows. Uh, parentheses. You ugly as fuck will be huge on TikTok this weekend. Uh, definitely new flows coming. Be patient, brother. I don't love this high pitched voice. I don't love the intentional speech impediment. He says, will you shell your soul? No, I didn't even for, catch that. For sell your soul. Like, yeah. That's a Mel critique if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but it's like intentional. Like, will you shell well, your I, soul? I probably wouldn't. Have, I yeah. mean, if I if I feel it's a stop, excuse me, stylistic choice, I, you know, I'd be fine with it. I don't I don't love it. I mean, assuming I like the choice, but. I don't love it. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is that all? That's all. The for choice me. is yours. Sure, it is. And yours alone. No, I got no pace. choice. Let's get this <laughs> done by 2 a.m. screwed by America. But yeah, all right, here we go. Track three Worldwide Steppers. Um, flat seven. You worldwide stepper. Mad oh, at me. Lord. I think I know why. Homie, you worldwide stepper. You know, because we're doing the Get Rich or Die trying right now, Mo. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Coming on the this Wednesday. It's not on, on the that feed. Album. Excuse, I know it's not, but it's on the soundtrack to the movie. Listeners, so some slack. listeners, this is a tie-in. Since you just said this, listeners, I implore you, go hear Young Estilo's Window Shopper review. Oh, Moves brought it up. It's a tie-in. Anyway, we can move on. Uh, rating it's a tie-in. Yeah. Seven plus. Ding me, baby. Uh, I'm I'm not the mark tonight. Uh, flat six. Uh, I guess uh, Kodak Black, who is a borderline narrator on his album, he's um, also a borderline rapist. But that's another we'll story. There. We'll, we'll get there. Um, 
I, I, so I guess this is confirmed to me unless he mispronounced it, but he said, uh, okay, Wama. So I guess I was right the whole time. That is the pronunciation. I still don't know what it means, but okay, Wama. Um, I said, interesting beat. Uh, I know what Andrew- that is. I know what it is, Mel. What? It's, it's, you know, George Massa, it's his version of okay let's not, player. Let's not do this. <laughs> let's not mention George Massa, uh, on this wonderful Friday morning at one thirty in the morning. Let's not do that. Uh, yeah, George Massa's ass is fat. We know about you. Yeah. Well, it, the line is actually George Massa's ass is fat, but you decide. No, no, sorry. George ass's mass is fat. Yeah. We know about you. Yeah. That was the, the I don't know what we're talking about. Um, anyway. An Android processing and becoming sentient type beat. Like, I feel like the the beat sounds like a robot who's like getting hip to the ways of humanity. And it's like slowly processing everything. And as a human, you have anxiety because you don't know if it's going to go Ultron or Vision. That's for my Marvel fans. Okay. I don't know what Uh, the fuck just happened, but I see his word for it. Be patient, brother. Okay. It's all good. Um, Yeah, that's what this beat sounds like to me. Uh, I caught, uh, he said, I'm playing Baby Shark for my daughter, like watching out for sharks. Uh, Baby Shark classic record. We talked about it, and uh, I think Daniel was on for some review. It was some review with Daniel in it. Baby Shark's a classic. Just, let's not fight it. Uh, said he had writer's block for two years. Yeah, uh, I noted that as well. Yeah, he <laughs> the ghost of Dr. Sevy, to which I just wrote word. That's because I'm drinking uh, that alkaline waters right now for the review. What does watching sharks mean? Like, he lives on the beach? No, he's just watching out for the sharks. You know, the... The uh, what's the word? Un, is that the word? Unscrupulous. But in, yeah, unscrupulous in, characters. But in the note that he wrote on OKLama.com, he said something about buying beach cruisers. I don't think that's related to this line. Uh, okay. I think he's just saying he's playing baby shark for his daughter. You know, trying to have a tender moment with his daughter, but also realizing that there are like sharks in the world that needs to protect her right. and himself and his family from. You know. Uh, yeah, I had to put a point in the Hotep column for the Dr. Sevy mention. Uh, and of course, I guess this is controversial. Um, but this whole sequence about, you know, he's like, I don't know how to feel. Like the first time I fucked a white bitch. Okay. So he was 17. Uh, her dad was a sheriff. And he had a, he's like, uh, apparently the same sheriff locked up his Uncle Perry. So he says, basically, by fucking this white girl, uh, she paid for her daddy, the sheriff's sins. There's no way it was uncle. the same sheriff. Maybe it was. No, it's like you know? figurative. Like the police did this, so I got back at the police. I'm sure it could be it fake. It could be true. I don't yeah. know. I think it was effective either way. He says later on, then he he did it again in the Good Kid, Mad City tour. Uh, he says ancestors watching me fuck was like retaliation. I'm not sure what that that might have been Kendrick Word Salad. Not sure what that meant. Um, yeah, he's this whole germaphobic, hetero, and homophobic. Not sure what that meant. Well, that's um, a Eminem reference. What, you know, uh, homophobic, no, you just heterophobic? I mean, I know that I one, thought, but... I, yeah, I thought he was referencing that. No, well, then what's the germaphobic in there for? I don't fucking know. know? Uh, he's, he's got some blood talk it's on It's the here. first listen, about, no, we don't know what's going on. Well, I'm doing my best here. Uh, he said he caught some bodies, uh, you know, at some point in his life, he said, but not over red gradient, which I assume he means, you know, bloods but something else I, I didn't catch it on first listen. He started talking about high blood pressure, I guess talking about the black community. Um, yeah. Look between the interesting beat and this like a uh, whole section about uh fucking white women, flat seven. All right. Nice. I mean, we know about yeah. female. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm messing no black woman. No, I do. But uh, listen, he was on his milk. 
Okay, he was on that, and I and I and I understood. All right. Uh, Can you anyway. isolate that drop for me, please? That was a drop. Oh yeah, no, I'm I, I'm supposed to do it. I was supposed to uh, dinner roll. Ben done did no it, black woman. He like be yeah, patient, like brother. Yeah, be patient, brother. I mean, actually, he's been patient. I was supposed to do it in between seasons, but my bad. Oh, it's so, like that vine, the vine archiving that you said you'd do for me. Oh no, I sent you the drop. Me. You have it already. Just no, I have to save drop. it. Yeah. yeah, I forgot I isolated it. That's what Stilo said about you in the porn. <laughs> anyway, whose turn okay. is it? Either of y'all. It's whatever. Uh, okay. Well, I think, you know, up top, we're hearing Kodak Black. He introduces himself and the song with the step team stepping behind him. Beat comes in. Kendrick immediately starts rapping. Almost a sort of abstract delivery from him. Uh, mentioned the writer's block line. He said, nothing moved me. Ask God to speak through me. That's what you hear now. The voice of yours truly. This beat is very abstract as well. There's no percussion for about a minute. He's rapping over a warbling, droning whoosh, whoosh of sound. The pimpin' waves have turned to ten. Some other, moles right here. some other plunking <laughs> sounds start to come in around a minute in. Kendrick reminiscing back to his younger days. Memory dump threaded by the times he's fucked white women. Did he call himself hetero and homophobic? Interesting. Wonder if that's an Eminem reference. Then a beat comes in in the last minute and change that almost sounds familiar to me. Jesse, was that a Dilla beat, maybe? Four to eight bars, it comes in and then it goes back away. The original beat comes back. I would have to hear it again. I wouldn't know. Okay. Well, House Shoes posted the album cover. And we were speculating what his involvement might be. Uh, it might just no be that. He's just a mark. And he's just a fucking mark. Mel, hit the drop. <laughs> what? Uh, what are you, a mark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, while, while Lodi, keep talking. I gotta, I gotta find this thing. Uh, he says, redacteds killed freedom of speech. Everyone's sensitive. The industry has killed the creators. I'll be the first to say to each exec, I'm saving your children. We can't negotiate. Uh, there's a lot that he's tackling here. It's pretty dense lyrically, but it's also pretty interesting. And I like the music. I found the sort of abstract delivery with the whooshing beat. Remember when we did Supreme Clientele, there was that beat stroke of death where it's just like that record being spun oh, back yeah, over and over beat. again. I like the beat. Chris Rock likes the beat. We know, know about Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. We know about him. He's uh, yeah, he liked this the beat. getting slapped thing for all it's worth, I guess. He liked the beat. That's what I'm I'm just saying he liked the beat. Enough with the slap. Everyone with the slap. Oh, the slap. No, no, no. Oh. You can't everyone with the slap me. All right. You brought up Chris Rock. I don't even like talking about it. I'm just saying he's really All right. So, it. you know what? When we do when we do Big Willie style, I guess we'll have to talk about the slap on every song. No, we don't. Yeah. All right, you said I brought up Chris Rock, so you got to bring up the fucking slap. No, I'm saying, look, I, I know what they're thinking. Mel, how's he milking? He hasn't said anything. Exactly. That's how he's milking it. He's making us wait to say something. He's right? not he making milked, anyone wait. He yes, milked he it on stage with Dave Chappelle recently. Wow. He did. Pause. He, he did his thing, you know? He At the, you at the Hollywood free, Bowl. Mel. <laughs> pause. Look, Mole, uh, are you trying to write for Pitchfork? No, I'm not trying to write for fucking Pitchfork, Jesse. What the Warbling fuck? and plunking? That's what it sounded like. I'm trying to describe the I, fucking I, I, music. I don't know what Things, that means. 
Things warble all the time. Like, I don't know what it means. Like that, like warbling, like, like a warble. You know That's what a fucking fork warble is? Right I have no clue. No, pitchfork move. That's you know what? Pitchfork. We know about you. You tackled, you tackled Dave Chappelle on stage. That was okay. Me. We saw you with your broken arm, all twisted up. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me about no pitchfork. Okay? That's the um, that's the line, that's the line dance those black people love. The warble. <laughs> the warble. Mm-hmm. Hey, big <laughs> girl, baby, back it up. We got we got pitchfork mules in the building right now, and I we want eight thousand dollars from my next review. Yeah. Uh, Give me eight thousand. We know it. You ain't getting that. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, right, my notes. I got all the ethereal warbling your little hearts can handle. Hit me up. All right. Yeah, Jesse. Uh, my notes say I guarantee Kodak Black doesn't know who Eckhart Tolle is. Um, I didn't need to know the first time Kendrick fucked a white bitch. Is he really admitting to cheating on his woman? Uh, Whitney asked that I have a problem. He wouldn't be the first rapper. All right. We'll, so. we'll we'll get to it later. Um, Jesse, yeah. do you appreciate that Kendrick is very candid regardless of how he comes off to people? Like he is just like he's just being he's he's saying what has to be said in his mind. Like this is the therapy dump. Do you right. like that? Or do you wish some, some things were left unsaid? It threw me off a little because now I kind of have to almost reevaluate like his whole catalog. Um, a, a big part of his appeal to me was like oh this is like not like you know there's no such thing as a perfect human but like this is like a really good guy this is no, how we did prevented you ever find him. the drop uh, I mean there's this was it real <laughs> okay but the continuation of that like what are you a mark you know I, Jesse I, I come on I, you know, I mean we don't know any of these people they're just entertainers I I know but the uh, the persona that he gave off to the world was like, okay, I come from Compton. I'm like this, this saved by God person, and I'm here to just, you know, better the world. Like he's never come off as as flawed as he does on this album, or he's never admitted well, I think to his flaws. That's kind of the point. He went to therapy. Okay, <laughs> you know, and now he's sharing this. He us. was hiding the. He was. He wasn't hiding the flaws from the world. He was hiding the world from his flaws or whatever. Um. But yeah, he he was doing that un- until this album. So I thought he was like, just like record clean of anything. You know, my my whole thing in my head was like, oh, been with this girl since high school. You know, he's not like the typical rapper that cheats. That's what was in my mind. So it, it just kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. Um, that's okay. all. You you guys know who Eckhart Tolle is? I don't. He's like a Deepak Chopra type. And there's okay. no way that Kodak Black uh, knows who he is because is like a motivational guru, right, 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 right. Yeah, and for Kodak Black to mention him, that just says to me Kendrick fed him that line. Um, so yeah, Whitney asked that I have a problem. Part two is for the Dusties. Uh, freedom of speech is a bad thing when it's harmful. Uh, this is pushing the envelope, and but it's still better than damn flat six. Well, so he did say something about freedom of speech on here. He says it on multiple tracks. I'll bring yeah. it up again at some point. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well, Jesse tackled Dave 
twisted his arm up, but he's here, which is the most yeah, miraculous thing about the whole situation. Yeah, that, that was me. And then Chris Rock said, was I Will Smith? <sighs> Don't remind me about that whole conversation, all right? What whole conversation? No, it's just people act like people have never rushed stages before. Like, they had to act like it was somehow tied to Will Smith. It's like, come on, man. What are we doing? Chris Rock made a joke about it. I'm sure he did. His joke was, was that Will Smith that rushed the stage? He was there, Mel. He was he was there when it He happened. was on stage. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know. People have been running on stages and courts and playing fields forever. Like, it's not... It's this whole narrative, it's like, oh my God, this is going to condition people to do this. And what about our comedy? It's like, all right, with the fucking comedy, okay? Like, it enough. happens way too much at rap shows. Like there's it's all, never I, I've never seen it happen before at a show. It's Nobody's always gotten that gotten that comfortable to try to get up on stage. Not to permission. not to rush the um not to rush the uh artist, but to like get up on stage and be like, Oh hey, I'm I'm the cool white guy, let me wave at the crowd. I'm 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 in the show now. Like it's happened at so many shows I've gone to. Wow. And the artist had yep. to be like, just get the fuck off the stage. You didn't see well, the, the clip? Was, well, you were the guy that tackled Dave, but that must have been me. Did you see the clip where uh, Sean Price like slapped the hell out of a white kid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that happens so often. No, Sean Price, R.I.P. No. <laughs> I mean, he's from Brownsville, Brooklyn. His just his instant reaction was just like, you know, safety first. I'm gonna smack the shit out this kid. Don't run on stages, folks. Oh, that used to happen a lot with Bronson too. He used to have this thing where it was like he was tackling kids. Kids were like uh, running on stage to be hit by. Well, it Bronson. became a thing like they wanted to be tackled. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Jesse, any other thoughts here? Or? Uh, that was Pretty it. Good. All right, let's move on. Uh, track for Die Hard featuring Blast uh, and Bruce Willis. Is that and- how you say it? Blast. Yeah, I the Blixed. I don't know. <laughs> this is what it says to me. Yeah, bl- Blixed. And uh, where'd you get Bruce Willis from? Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. It was stupid. It was stupid. Oh. Oh. Six uh, plus. The, yeah. <laughs> I earned that. This is cool. Uh, and Amanda Reefer. Although I have Spotify, like Reifer. I say Reefer. Yeah. yeah. Reifer Reefer. I had it minimized. All I said was Amanda at first, and my brain thought I was going to say Amanda Diva. I was like, oh, wow. I thought I was going to say Amanda Bynes since we just heard her new track. <laughs> Diamonds on my neck and my... <laughs> Whatever that song was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, flat six on this. Oh, my God. Listen. All my Kendro heads, put your hands up and wave them around because your, your good friend Mules is still in town. I got you a seven. Like this? Yeah, give it a give it a seven. Think me, baby. That's uh, a shocker. Jesse? This is uh, oh yeah, my bad, Jesse. Flat seven. That's wild. I thought I you gave no... this a six. What's that? Hold on, I thought you gave this a six. That's why I said I'm the only one. I'm alone. No, Worldwide Steppers was a six. Oh, oh Jesse, you gave the diehard joke a six. Yeah the, yeah, the joke was a six. Plus. I got it. Yeah, okay, my bad. So you like this. Mules and Jesse connect. 
Mel's in the cold, listening to, her, listening to his Amando Bynes music on his Zoom. <laughs> I have not heard that since we played it on the show. So, uh, <laughs> okay. And RIP to my Zoom. I still have it. It probably still turns on. It's just the screen cracked from that big ass van that ran over it out front of the Marriott in San Diego, but whatever. Well, Mel, since um, you don't like it, why don't the, the player haters ball can commence? You get your thought, your hating ass thoughts out of the way, and then me and Jesse can okay. appreciate Die Hard. All right, uh, who's your boy again, Mel? That you just did the mix for? Oh yeah, John O'Polygon. You, I bet you like Amanda Diva and John O'Polygon. Neon I Green. I don't like that record. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have a record. I think they have two records together. Uh, yeah, I, don't I like, like Amanda Diva, Mickey Fax, and Currency from the Currency. This uh, is no mixtape or whatever. She she has zero good songs. Let's move no, on. No, it was a good song. Food for thought. You didn't like it? She has she has zero good musical appearances. Well, I didn't say her appearance was good. I said it was a good song. Uh, I haven't heard it. All right. Uh, said beat is I. This reminds me of what a damn two would sound like. Uh, this feels beneath Kendrick. Feels like a record anyone could make, unlike the previous three songs. He says we all got enough to lie about. Yeah, it's true. Uh, something about my demons. Blah blah blah. As a pet peeve. Enough about the demons already. Uh, contemporary artists. I said blast is singing like what I imagine Drake on Donda would sound like. This Amanda lady dot 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 is there. She says mm-hmm. something that sounds like Cocoa Puffs, and those are my notes. So, okay, yeah. Uh, I felt like. This is the first beat that doesn't have some sort of caustic element to it. It's like the most mainstream sounding beat we've heard so far. Um, Almost hold on, we're going home adjacent drum programming. And a little bit reminiscent of stuff like These Walls from Pimp a Butterfly. But more so, I'd say the record... Like to me, that it mo- like love and shit like that, like some of the more R and B tinged stuff on Damn, but better. That's how I felt about it musically. Um, hearing some singing up top, I didn't know who these people were. I see blasts occasionally. Credited they had a good on feature things, on the latest Rick Ross album that Make It Out Alive. I liked him on there. I, I, I this person has not stood out to me, nor have they offended me yet, which I guess is good because like. Don Tolliver fucking sucks. I hate him. Uh, who's the other one, Mel, that I don't like? <laughs> I don't know. You don't like a lot of people. Uh, Giveon. Uh, Giveon is way better than Blast. Or John Tolliver? No, I'm not a fan. And Blast, like, I don't know. I mean, Blast is less irritating to me. I haven't heard anything that's standing out, necessarily. Um... There's some decent vocal melodies from Kendrick here. Again, almost Drake-esque. It's kind of catchy. I wish the drums didn't knock as hard as they do, but I like the drum pattern. Uh, I wouldn't say the singers are exceptional, but they're not bad. This is a nice and easy little joint. Not some shit to chew on like the last one. And then we get some sort of orchestral touches at the end. That's about it. Just enjoy it. Uh, There's not much Je- to this. Oh, I know. Uh, Jesse? Uh, there's a lot of people on this. Thundercat is on this somewhere. Uh, but anyway, uh, notes say this might be the radio hit. Here we go with the sing bullshit. This is loyalty part two, basically. Uh, loyalty. That's that's what I meant. Not what I say, right. love. 
loyalty part two basically more god talk this could go down to a six plus but it's at a flat seven right now join me jesse Uh, i gotta play it some more okay yeah i'm i'm kind of i kind of can meet you there like i could potentially see this going down but at first pass i i thought it was fine okay well it's okay if you were fucking tripping because this is the first listen there you go all right uh we moving on Oh boy, yes. we gotta move on. It's imperative, it's important, it's improper, but it's impenetrable. Proper? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry to move on, folks, but uh track five, Father Time, featuring Samfa. Uh six plus. Wow. Flat nine. Best song you're, on the album. No, you're me. kidding, right? Flat nine. Best song Are you on serious? the album. Yeah. And this, Mel, this is the man that had such a critique for me going high with my ratings. Um, <laughs> seven plus. Mool's is shocking. Uh, First really listen, shocking nine. Love wow. it. One of my favorite songs of the year. No such thing uh-huh. as a first listen, nine. What? Well, it can be a first listen, nine. Jesse, it can be you a gave first a song. Anything. You gave a song a 10 on the bus to first listen. I gave no 10s on that. I remember all these things. I gave no 10s. You gave, you gave a nine to that. Nine. You gave a nine to the intro, at least. It, it popped me, 90s nostalgia. All right, well, this popped me, okay? I'll talk about it. Yeah, P-Rock going, whose world is this? We don't care, okay? <laughs> you hear these guys over here? Get a load of these guys. Anyway. Where's that Oscar, as a matter of fact? This is how we thought about P-Rock coming and doing that nostalgia. It's not a Nas album. Why is he doing that? Oh, no. Hand tribute to the 90s. Well, it's All over. Right. 90s over. Hit that Oscar. <laughs> Fine. We don't care. Uh, you gave me. a nine on a first listen. Don't tell me I can't give no nines on a first listen. That was before I had mastered the rating system. <laughs> the fuck out of here! <laughs> All right, the fuck out of here. I was still semi new to the show. That's fair. So why do we even why do we even read the rating system to them if we can't give out nines? You still need a ch- you can give out look you can do anything you want it doesn't ex- make you exempt from being looked at like you crazy you know but look you gave us a nine I like to know why why do you love this okay so I this is I'm just gonna read what I wrote and if it's not good enough for you motherfuckers I don't give a damn <laughs> it's okay, okay. <laughs> I don't give a damn you go pimp your damn butterflies because I'm a good kid. In a damn mad city, okay? All right, okay. All right. So, it starts off... Untitled and Unmastered. It is Untitled. Well, no, it's Mastered. Mel always puts a little bit of sweetening on the audio. And it is titled. what I can. It is actually titled as well. Mm -hmm. All right, but we're overly dedicated to bringing you a product that, to me, is... uh, I I have nothing for Section 80. Listen, (laughs) the orchestration picks up where the last track left off. And you hear, um, you know, you really need some therapy. Woman tells Kendrick, he refutes it. She pushes back. Cascading real pianos. don't need no therapy. You sound stupid as fuck. Everybody's stupid. <laughs> it was a great opening monologue. It was great. Yeah. Uh, audio cinema. Yeah. We hear the steppers in the background again. Then Kendrick starts spitting over a reverse soul record. Then the beat drops. Who boy. This is that shit. Kendro spitting with passion and conviction in his anecdotal bag again, discussing memories and life lessons. 
The music is no longer reversed, by the way. I am really digging this production. Sampa with a pretty upbeat chorus vocally for him. No, nah, the disrespect you didn't show him Sh- Shamfa. <laughs> just Shamfa over the years. I don't want to hear from you. What are you talking right. about? I give Blood on Me a 10. Where are you coming up with what? this stuff? You favorite? No, you always been. Oh, no. What? What is it? No, you always say that people sound like Sampha, right? Yeah. That's what is what wrong is. with you? Okay, so you like Sampha. What well, kind of person Sampha are so you? so much in a negative sense. Who are you and what have you become? And what? I mean, you're just a piece of shit. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm giving this a nine. Okay. <laughs> we know you love it. Sampa with a pretty upbeat chorus for him. Vocally. Listen, I'm going to tell you like, oh girl, you really need some therapy. <laughs> All right. I do once a month, once a month. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> you know, I we do cry it. together. <laughs> we cry together. All right. Ooh. I wrote, I dig this one a lot. Count um, me out of therapy. He said, I got daddy issues. Did did you say they threw you out? I said, count me out of therapy. Oh, It's a song on this album called Count Me Out. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. That's a bar. Right, okay. I went for like 19 months. I'm done with therapy. I probably should go back, though, but whatever. Hey, you know. Whatever works for you. Anyway. Um, Anyway, he says, I got daddy issues. That's on me. More stories of tough love from his dad. He said... His mama died. I asked him why he going back to work so soon. His first reply was, son, that's life. And Bill's got no silver spoon. That hit me a lot because, you know, I'm just thinking back to when I lost my mom. I lost my mom when I was young. And my dad was with me for, you know, a couple weeks in the aftermath of that. And then he went back to work and that was, you know, like something that kind of brought back that memory for me. And uh, this one really was hitting me on a personal level. Then he kind of gets into some talk about Kanye. He felt some kind of way because Kanye made up with Drake. Interesting confession. I appreciate his honesty, but I don't know about like that or the everything I am flip in the second verse. It kind of took me out of the song for a second and uh, he continues to get into, you know, the father subject matter talking about those without fathers. And we get into the reverse sample again, Sampa returns overall, despite a small nitpick that I have in the second verse where he kind of goes off track for a moment. I think this is, one of my favorite Kendrick records and definitely my favorite on the album. Uh, this is an opportunity where I had to remind the audience, you know, of the rating system. I'm not saying the numbers aren't saying if it's good or bad, it's our personal enjoyment or lack thereof. With that said, keep that in mind six... for the next song. Okay. Well, that's it. This is a six plus, not because I think it's, bad. I think it's an effective deconstruction. Look, to be clear. So at this point in the album, I asked myself, so is this album the therapy session? Like his fears that he came into therapy with, plus what he learned from therapy? This will be confirmed later on is basically, yes, that's the concept of the album. Um, so to me, it's like, okay, this is the record where he deconstructs toxic masculinity and the effect of toxic masculinity in his life. Um, six plus for me, because although I think it was an effective communication of of these, these, these things that he's learned in his deconstruction of his life, um, I don't personally need the record. 
Uh, I don't believe I have daddy issues as far as I know. I love my dad and I wouldn't use this review in this moment to unpack any issues that I may potentially have and don't know about. But uh, I think it's an effective record for what it's supposed to be. I just don't need it. (laughs) You know, like I don't I don't need to listen to this. Like so six plus because it's like it's I like I but I can't picture myself playing this again. You know, like I'm. Yeah. And the thing about the, the Drake. Yay beef. Uh, This gets touched on later on, too, if you ask me. But, like, clearly, yeah, there is some sort of palpable thing between Kendrick and Drake. It's no denying anymore. I I get the vibe from the line that, like, he was almost, like, disappointed in Kanye for folding. Yeah, he's Kanye. Like, you know, he says, I was slightly confused, not as mature as I think I am. Got some healing to do. You know, we've heard Kodak already. He's going to be on the next song on the interlude as well. And I can't help but think of like Kanye bringing the recently canceled DaBaby and Marilyn Manson and uh, Tentacion and all those people on Donda. Yeah, we'll touch on that because, yeah, I get the similar a similar energy with this whole Kodak narration thing. But, uh, yeah, the song Grown Man with Daddy Issues. All right. He's he's being reflective. He's taking himself to task and it's it's effective. Right. I just and don't I don't, the I don't necessarily like relate to that sentiment. Grown man with daddy issues. But there was just that specific line that really hit me. And, you know, just me and my dad being from different eras and that tough love of his era you know, and my sort of era of, uh, I don't know, we're just a little less like we came up less harsh. We came up more, you know, protected in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, I appreciate yeah, well, his, I appreciate his honesty again. As do I, cause I'm sure it's going to help many people. I just don't need to listen to this record. You know, That's- I, I just appreciate the fact that, you know, he's taking this approach because, Oftentimes, even though he is sort of broaching uncomfortable subject matter sometimes, I like that he feels sort of untethered to the expectations from like the music industry where a lot of people just kind of go along to get along. They're not trying to rock the boat. He's bringing up potentially divisive subject matter that could affect i think you know his audience going forward but that seems to not really be a concern for him he'd rather just make the challenging confrontational at times art so i appreciate that about him all right uh jesse uh my notes say more eckhart talk eckhart toll uh versus was the one who initially told me about him uh, this song starts with boom, 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 boom drums, meaning West Side Gun. Uh, Samfa is balls, batty, and dick singing. Uh, oh, this is man. hitting. Any anytime a British person does anything, I'm gonna go call it balls, batty, and dick. That's that's unfair. If 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 there's a British UK soccer team, it's balls, batty, and dick soccer. That's all. Um, I mean, that's kind of where soccer, one of those countries where it's most popping. So, I mean, to call it that is. <sighs> anyway, uh, I, I, I attached the British accent to the term balls about the end. That's all. Jesse's referencing this, folks. Watch that cuffs on me. Take me to custody and look at my balls, batty and dick. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Mules, you know about that Omar from uh, the UK? From from. Okay, player. You know about him. Yeah, he was on Commons uh, 
Electric Circus or whatever. Oh yeah, Omar yeah. the the piano player. He's a singer. Oh okay, maybe not then. He's all over um, Electric He's Circus. He's on Electric Com. Circus. Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen the name, but no, he has a Who's Commons. He had like a pianist live, and I believe his name is Omar or something. Kareem Riggins. No. <sighs> We're not gonna go on these tangents, Mel. Um, I are a penis. All right. Yeah, there's a there was a there's a classic. Now you send it. You're forcing me to go on it on a tangent. There was no, a classic, I ain't forcing you to do nothing. There was a classic uh, dance hall song where it's about like this woman that wants the pianist, but he's talking about penis and yeah, it, it was like a play on words. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, then my notes say this is hitting a little hard as a. Uh, grown man with daddy issues. I think this is probably the only song that I really like of all the heavy subject matter that like hits close to home. And I ain't been through no. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil nothing else coming up on the album, but I haven't been through any of the other heavy things coming up on the album. Okay. But this one, uh, this one hit hard. <clears throat> well, uh, we all gotten our uh, daddy issues or lack thereof out of the way. I think so. I, I don't think they're resolved, but yeah. <laughs> wow. I appreciate your honesty. All right. Well, I'm, I'm uh, doing good either way. That's the way to be. Uh, well, is it? All right. And I think it's Omar Edwards. Omar Lyfouk. L-Y-F-O-O-K. He's from the UK. He's a balls body dick legend. I don't think he's on the hustle, but he's on the hustle. By common, the guy boom boom did do know thing, and then he's on the God Everywhere song from Electric Circus. He's all over that album. Omar L Y dash F O O K. Soul singer, balls body and dick legend. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, Amalu. Uh, can we continue? What is Amalu? You'll see. It. Wait for the Get Richard I Trying <laughs> episode to drop. Oh, brother. All right. Uh, track six, Rich, interlude. Um, six plus. Mules and Mel Connect, six plus. I don't want to give my rating until I read my explanation, so. <laughs> okay. Right, well, then you should go first. Eight plus. Oh, wow. Huh. Very simple explanation. I'm very entertained by Kodak Black being a coon over this serious piano. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, the god. juxtaposition of like it was so oh. wacky that I was entertained. Like, why do you have this serious piano while this he's is, talking all this craziness? Mel, is this the second time we have to issue a disclaimer? No, I'm gonna let him get it off as long as people know that came from him and not either of us. And I also will hit him with this. Oh, come on, Jesse. Okay. Um, what was he talking about? Nonsense. This, this is where I'll meet you. Okay. This comes on. I said, "Oh no, more Kodak." What is the industry's fascination with him? I'm literally asking because I don't listen to him. I think it's this like idea that he's real because everyone seems to respect him. But I've seen the reports. He seems like a jackass. Good performance here, though. Um, the line, what are you doing with Kendrick? What are you doing with the legend? As He's self-aware. Uh, and I said, this is an art, artsy move to put Kodak on piano. You know, 
Uh, what do you rate Tunnel Vision, Mel? Um, it's a good that's, song. That's, is that the is that the one where he's like, Eminem, Eminem, amazing? I haven't heard it enough to give a rating. It's a good song. I like I like Lockjaw by French Montana that he's featuring on. That's a good song. That's a eight. That's a good song. Bite uh, down, bite, bite down. down. If y'all don't understand me, cause my jaw keeps locking. Yeah, that's that song is that's, that's a good song. A good song. Um, I'm not a project yeah. baby no more. I'm a suburbs dude. What? You haven't seen that clip? No. <laughs> oh, never mind. Is that a, a Kodak Black clip? Yes. Okay. Uh, look, I said I'm interested, but I'm not in a hurry until I hear that he has uh, addressed his many allegations. So, yeah. Okay. I'm not ultimately. I'm that not going to fall for this like uh, fake art. You know, like Jesse. I mean, Jesse. I kind of feel you because it's like, oh, let's. It's the classic. Like, let's do something. Let's put Kodak Black on piano <gasps> you know it's like okay all right you know you can't you can't trick me with that that's come on all right that's such a pitchfork ass move you know well pitchfork mules is here i did give this a six plus though no. so they haven't you know they haven't Probably fully hit the buzzer. I don't remember. you hit it already okay um bare piano again kodak black doing some sort of spoken word gimmick piano begins to pick up in speed as he continues yeah, this is Kodak doing his best Big Rube impersonation. This is all going to be dependent on the song after this interlude and how well it goes into, you know, the next song, how well it serves the next song. Is it just here or does it have a purpose? I'll put it in the chat, Mo. I would... Oh, uh, this, this clip? Okay. Yeah. I would like this if it went into a beat that sounds like how this beat sounds, but I need to hear the next song and if it's going to compliment this <laughs> in order for me to put it over. Uh, I hear you, Mules. I was just watching the clip that Jesse sent. Um, and then I, I had to come back, so I listened to the next song and then I returned to my notes here back. It didn't compliment it. I would have put this over if it went into it well, but the two songs musically, tonally, didn't really work together. This and Rich Spirit, which comes next. So six plus. Um, if the next song that came on after this sounded like the intro did with all those pianos and everything, okay, then this would be a, a apropos intro for it. But we get into something that's totally different musically than this. And I didn't appreciate the tonal change. So six plus on this. All right. Well, uh, are we moving on? We have to. Uh, track seven, Rich Spirit. Uh, 12 songs I, to go. Yeah. I prefer Rich as in Spirit by Rich Homie Guan. Uh, six plus on this. Seven plus. Uh, flat seven. Yeah, flat seven. Wow. Um, I guess I'm the real Mark. <laughs> At least for now. Uh, it, it, it comes on, and I'm, I'm initially uh, interested. I'm like this stereoed bass line. Mm-hmm. Um, but eh, didn't really, not much not much beyond that. Uh, stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Uh, I said this is another damn two-esque record. Uh, 
said I would never wave my wife on a computer. Um, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't either. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I probably would still. Anyway. You would. Uh, yeah, you're right, you know, because that's what that smut is. <laughs> so uh, he said, my cousin tried to sue me like he got the privilege. Uh, more Was that about cousin personal. Carl? Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm not privy to the uh, family tree of, oh, Lamar. You know, I don't really know. Uh, the brother flow on verse two. Um, yeah, I mean, I said at this point, I'm feeling thankful. There's not too much to chew on. It's not the album where I figured he's like, I figured, I mean, we've gotten some weighty subject matter, but this isn't like the grand, you know, social commentary opus that I was fearing for a first listen. So, yeah, uh, six plus on this. Well, have you read your notes? No. Uh, the beat is the most West Coast sounding beat that we've heard so far. I heard bass notes that sound distinctly DJ Mustard adjacent. Uh, we get some vocal samples and some snaps. Musically, this wouldn't have sounded out of place on the latest Vince Staples album or even the self-titled one before it. This is a catchy, little low-key, relaxed slapper. Third verse, he's doing a take on his family ties brother flow with a M for half the verse ending his bars with that before switching it up a little bit. Very catchy. This is the element of this album, but way more West coast seven plus. So yeah, damn, damn esque for sure. But just like on uh, die hard, I think he's nailing the damn sound better on this album than he did on Dan. That was a uh, sound wave and die. This, this one. Song. Yeah. Okay. Um, notes yeah. say the broken phone thing is pretentious. Uh, he mentions his phone was broken. Like you're wealthy, get a new phone or whatever. Uh, that's his way of saying like, Oh, he's not in tune with what's going on in the world. Uh, brother flows took this to a seven. Uh, bitch, I'm attractive is wacky. That's all I have. <laughs> all right. Hey, hey. <laughs> Quick aside. <laughs> this group chat is not liking this Kendrick album. Wow. Uh, Briar said, <laughs> I forgot my password. <clears throat> so I created a new one on iTunes just for this nigga Kendrick to drop a Rikishi stink face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of spicy talk going on about this album. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like it's... it. I like it. Just oh. like Kendrick, I like people being candid and giving raw thoughts, you know? The world's starting to sound like rap. I mean, we're, we we aren't usually this, like, uh, you know, spicy with, with our talk. Uh, I'm flying to Ghana to tell Kendrick to take his crown off. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I've been very high on this album so far, but I think we're at the exact point of the album (laughs) where things kind of fall off the fucking rails a little bit. Am I wrong? (laughs) Let's get to it. Kendrick told us he spent months without a phone, clearly without producers, too. (laughs) This nigga Kendrick dropped uncontacted tribes music. Oh man! All right, I didn't. I didn't think it's that bad. All right, we got to finish this review because I, 
I'm getting like they're they're overdoing it. They're overdoing like you're treating them like he's Jack Harlow on here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I love a good burial, no matter the target. I just I I, I mean I like creative uh, creative disdain, but I don't think this. All right, let's just, I, let's just look get there. We're we're getting into a point on the album where at this point I'm thinking before this next song comes on, I'm like, okay. This might be in the running so far, the way things are going. This one might be in the running for best since Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. Maybe better than Good Kid, potentially. Let's no. see where this goes. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no, baby. No, this is not better than that. Than Good Kid. Uh, sorry for oh, spoiling my, my ratings. Uh, that's Jesse, that's what I'm thinking seven songs in. Oh, Keep okay. in mind. I, I feel you. This album cover don't look like how this album sounds. How did he do this? Why did he do this? <laughs> this is the Stanford Prison Experiment. <laughs> Holy shit. What's the Stanford Prison Experiment? Wait, I almost fainted. I was... Oh, man. What is so the Stanford got... Prison Experiment? Look, they're just they're just wow, and they're just they're talking that colorful, that colorful, that colorful shit. How can I me. get into this group chat? Because the group chat I'm in, I kind of don't like these people. <laughs> what you're in a group chat with me and Mel, Jesse? What the fuck? I'm talking uh, about my college down, friends. Moves. He's talking about his other chat. I'm talking oh, about okay. my college friends, the misogynists. <laughs> yeah, that's right. not. That's not even a group chat. It's like a Twitter chat. I'm talking about like a phone group chat. How oh, they get the in this phone one? gimmick. Oh my, this is not a phone, this is a Skype. <laughs> it's a Skype group chat? Yeah, it's not a cell phone group chat. What do you think? I've never heard of a Skype group chat. Well, they're, they're, this is the last, like, literally the last one. Oh. Well, how can I get in? Because the ones with my college friends, I don't love that one. Um... Yeah, it was. It's in processing. I'm gonna tell you right now. We we might make a separate chat because this chat there's a certain there's a sacredness to it. You know, we, we don't want to oh, disrupt brother. that dynamic and that chemistry. So we'll have a separate chat with all the with Jesse included. You know, I'm not. Daniel. It's not I'm you. Not it's not gonna us. leak anything. No, no, it's nothing like that. It's just you know we gotta preserve the chemistry. Uh, yeah. Right, anyway, let's move on. We have to move on. Uh, it's ratchet, happy birthday, and three oh five to my city all over again. All right, let's let's let's. Those keep are going. good songs. What the hell? No, man, I, mean, I like those songs. That group but chat alone, so we can get this show done. <laughs> yeah, Mel, are we are we doing going. live from the group chat? Or are we doing first listen? Moves, Mel, and Jesse. No more dispatches, please. <laughs> okay. All right. My phone was Go do go do Bozo Island if you want to get that in here. It was vibrating. I'm off it. Let's move on. All right, let's go. Track eight, We Cry Together, featuring Taylor Page. Uh, apparently, this was controversial. Seven plus. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I'm listening. Moles. Six minus. Four plus. I think wow. everybody's taking this record way too seriously. That's interesting. Which I, is probably Mel, what he wanted. This Mel, was just like a comedic... Cinematic I, masterpiece. Too. I agree. Masterpiece. Well, I wouldn't go that far. And you a gave it a cinematic comedic. This is this if it's is a masterpiece. Cinema. Is it if not it's a masterpiece? Cinema? How are you only giving it a seven plus? Because this topic, I don't care about as much as I would for something that okay. would have to be. You so know. this this is apparently a very divisive record from 
my brief taking it way too seriously of the timeline. Um, I I hear singing up top, and then I'm thinking, is this going to be some new age bullshit? Uh, but I'll be honest, his music has been excellent on this album so far. So I'm just going to watch it play out. And then when the beat kicks in, it almost sounds like a Griselda beat, like something off a Conway album or something. It's it's Alchemist. Oh, okay. The, there you the go. beat drop, and I'm like, wait, Ghostface is on the next record and not this one? Yeah, yeah. So basically, this is like in the vein of, you know, the Busta Rhymes and Rhapsody record from ELE Part 2 that we did. I don't like uh, that. Domestic Violence from the RZA album Didn't we did like in season six. Mama Cita, <laughs> Shades of Mama Cita from uh, Aquemini. We got a little bit like of that. Kim by Eminem in here. It's in a long lineage of ill-advised uh, gender war records. But yes. this one has but an I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Yes, but rarely on these records do the women really get their shit in to the level of Taylor Page on this record. Exactly. Uh, she really gets her shit in. Kendrick's going hard off top. He's totally fired up. He's arguing with this woman. The woman's rapping back and yelling, fired up to him too. Um, I was making those comparisons in my notes to those records I was mentioning. This is very theatrical, very cinematic. It's arguably a lot more uncomfortable as they start cussing each other out and throwing shit at each other. She starts crying and rapping. I really like her performance here. Yes. Um, and then after a while, I just wrote, all right, enough of this. Now they want to have makeup sex. The steppers have returned. Then someone says, stop tap dance. Stop tap dancing around the conversation. And then the mm-hmm. song ends and that's it. And like, I was at points entertained at other points. I started to get kind of irritated and put off by the subject matter. But I, I mean, people seem to be really upset about this. The whole timeline is a buzz right now about this one record. I'll say it right I'm, now. I mean, I, they, people I, hate me enough. Let me not say it. I didn't. What I didn't say hate, it, Mel, it's your show. I didn't hate this record. That's all I have to say. I appreciated what he was going for in terms of the theatrical aspect, the performance aspect of it. I didn't enjoy this as music, though. I like their we, performances. What were I'm going to say, say the nice version of what I was going to say. Uh, say Jesse, the I think people, version. they just got worked. They got worked. All right, and it's probably what he was going for. I mean, this is we've gotten the toxic masculinity record, right? This is the gender wars record. It starts out with this is what the world sounds like. I disagree. This is what the Twitter world sounds like. It's just the constant back and forth, no one actually listening to each other, and just just eventually devolving into just sex without ever resolving anything. Was this the which fucking Zendaya? I saw movie coming a mile away. By the way, is that what What's this that? is? That no. Zendaya movie on Netflix, I didn't watch it, but uh, the no. black and white one where they're having sex and arguing and whatnot. They didn't. They, no, never they had, didn't have no sex. They didn't have. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mel watched just to see some Zendaya sex. They weren't no sex in it. Um, that's in that the contract, was, right? She won't do anything like that. She had some no, sex at in. Least uh, not yet. She Euphoria? had some. She had some sex, but it was like fully clothed. Yeah, I, I don't watch that show. I asked the group chat. They said they, I wasn't. Is she a it. never nude like Tobias Funke? <laughs> probably professionally. <laughs> no, speaking. no, probably not. Because you know Tom is busting her ass down. And, and I'm I talking about professionally speaking on camera. Yeah, well, that's fine. 
But I, fucking, you know, if it ain't Spider-Man, I just... I don't respect that guy. He's a fucking wannabe landlord. That that Netflix movie was like, they came back from a, a night on the town, like a date or something, or some, some big important uh, premiere that he was doing. Almost called it Malcolm and Eddie. <laughs> that's not it it's, Malcolm uh, and Marie yeah and like uh, just their underlying issues just sprawled out and they fought for a while but it wasn't like intense it like to this it level. didn't go here it didn't go here is what you're no, saying no not at all there was just like some level. screaming and it, I mean for to me I know you guys probably disagree but to me Sam Levinson's a good screenwriter uh, he wrote did that did you write well. Malcolm and Marie yeah he did uh Okay, the so is, man. is Zendaya yeah. his muse? They work together on that in Euphoria, I guess. Uh, Calling it now, she's going to leave time for Sam. Yep, I'm, I was just, I was just thinking the same shit. I was like, yo. I don't guy, like to speculate on celebrity. Nah, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out. I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to start nothing. I'm just. I'm just they don't I'm need sorry. to bring Euphoria back. I, I think the show they needed to or not. probably does that. good enough ratings for them that they most likely will. They don't need to, though. Season 2 ended very weird and just, yeah. Anyway. That's all uh, about we, that show. We don't care. It's a good show. When's yeah. our when's our uh, success show coming back, Jesse? Probably next year. I don't know. Or end of this year. <laughs> I need that. Um. Yeah, look, it's the record is just the the man and the woman throwing a bunch of tropes at each other. You know, he's accusing her. You know, you must be bleeding in some old shit. Like she's on her period. She call he uh, she calls him a little dick ass nigga. Should have found a bigger dick. Um, you know, she's talking about you know like you just like this is why Harvey Weinstein, R. Kelly, and he's like, but well, we all know you still playing his music. It's just like it's a very entertaining. I don't think it solves anything. I don't think it actually provides because because like I said, it it just turns into like baby boy basically and i saw that coming because i think i know kendrick well enough to know that he can he can get up there in the lofty space but bringing it home he's usually gonna go for like the low-hanging fruit like you know this is exactly it went exactly where i expected it to go but the commitment to the performance is what got this to seven i found it to be very entertaining it was on the nose but they were very committed and um yeah i like the beat a lot Taylor stole the show to me with her performance. Um, yeah, it's like the it's the the dusty, inconsiderate, like I agree. By socially the way. Her, unaware nigga. For, her performance like the, was a little more rousing than his was overall. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it was it was entertaining. I think people just got worked. All right, I'll and, say this you know, too. You know, first listen. I'm blasting the shit out the monitors and I feel bad for my neighbors. I'm just like, yo, what are they what are they hearing right now? They what were they probably entertained because neighbors are nosy. So they probably thought it was really happening. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, well, I will say, you know, I mentioned all those records earlier because this is not an unprecedented record. I hope people don't act like there's never been something like this before. Right. Like I said, in the lineage of ill-advised gender war records, yeah. but uh, I appreciated the performances. I don't know if this is the beat necessarily. I would have chosen for this, but it, huh. it probably isn't the one I would have chosen, which made it more interesting to me. Um, of course, like you mentioned, it ends with like the you hear the steppers, but then they cut out, stop tap dancing around the conversation. It's like all right, they're all they're big stepping, but they're not stepping on what needs to be stepped on. You know, the elephant in the room. 
But uh, look, I, I thought it was a very entertaining record. Okay, it's not like I don't think it's it, it um, was for me until it wasn't. It was like I w- I was enjoying the performances, and then after a while, I'm just like, all right, enough of this. I'm I'm starting to get a little bummed out here. Let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that's how you feel looking at the timeline every day. So it's like I, I found it funny turned into a piece of music, you know. So yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I don't think this effectively solves any of the issues between men and women. You know, this is a conversation starter in the sense of what did you think of the song? But yeah, it solves nothing. Ultimately, It puts a lot of what we've been experiencing out there in one song for people to talk about, you know, so I think it's a good time capsule of how people have been acting. But Mm. I don't know if it's going to solve anything. That's an interesting perspective, at least. Yeah. But yeah, this yeah. one didn't totally work for me, but I appreciate elements of it for sure. I'm not mad at it. All right. All right. Uh, Jesse, did you give notes? Uh, my notes say the Alchemist drums had it at an eight. Uh, toxic relationship style. Okay, this. then my notes go on to say, okay, this may be the worst song he's ever recorded. Uh, I, got a, I got a kick out of... you. Know, no makeup. Reason- Mortal man, no make, uh, well, no makeup again. Uh, I know this girl; she's a real good girl. That oh, one, you don't like a uh, Tammy song? No, it's a weird, it's a weirdo song. All of those like songs the... are better than this. <laughs> don't judge me. A good All of those songs are better than this. God is worse than this. This is yeah, on the yeah. level of God. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, worse yeah than this. Is, is on the level of this. No, this is at least he went for something on this. It may not have landed for you. It didn't a part, totally land for me. A, a part of my issue is this is fictional, and it's like, why are you doing this? If you're like, up until this album, like I was saying, we had this perception of who Kendrick was. This was not that. Uh, you know, he's like the protect black woman guy, or they're just the. You know, I'm loyal to Has my... Has he ever really been that, though? Complexion, yes. Like, uh, One album. I think people, for years, have projected things love, onto him. I think this is kind song. of his chance to course correct. I mean, by the end of the album, a lot of this album is like, look, I'm not this guy that y'all proclaim me to be. I'm So then why did he guy. pretend to be that guy? He was in a different place in his life. I don't know. Why did Jay pretend to be... And why did you be, fall for it? <laughs> why did Jay question. pretend to be someone until 4-4 where he tells us, you know, I apologize. Let's not bring him up. Yeah, uh, good point. Yeah, but I got a kick out of you. The reason R. Kelly don't know he's abusive. Shut the fuck up. We all know you still playing his music. Then my notes say, when me and my woman fight, it isn't like this and it doesn't end in sex. That was it. Yeah, like I said, this isn't the world. This is just like this idea that's been perpetuated on Twitter. You know? So, yeah, look, I was entertained. If y'all want to be mad about this record or like, I'm so disgusted. I'm not talking to you and Mules and Jesse. I'm talking to the world. Like, if y'all are so disgusted. It doesn't match a guy with an album cover with his two kids and his fiance. That's all. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure. But maybe he's had these conversations with his like we don't know these people i allow it because i look at all these people as people and thus what they give us i always take it with a grain of salt you know i think he's revealing more of himself and you know people assume that kendrick was this guy you know i never felt that way 
I think I got all that out of my system with Hamilton, honestly. That was my time where, like, I idolized a person, thought they were one thing. And then it's like, you know what? This guy actually smokes and drinks a lot and, like, does things I don't do. Like, he was never, like, this big nerd that, like, I thought he was. Or, like, but, just, like... But as far as I know, Charles was not, you know, creating an image based off of just being, like, oh, this, like, super wholesome guy and just... I don't think Kendrick has ever come off. I mean, I he's mean, been telling Jesse, us like he's potentially caught a body for years at, at a young for literal age, years at a young age. At that, he said, "You know, if I t- if I told you I killed someone when I was how old? 13? If I told you I killed a nigga, at, I forgot the age. Would you believe me or receive me to be innocent, Kendrick?" He said it then. Like I don't know, were people just not listening? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. You know, he d- he details a home invasion on that album. Like he's right. seen and done some things, like and as that weighs on him. Right, at, that weighs on him clearly as he expresses yes, throughout but, his album. I never saw him as this innocent guy. But the thing is, all he's saying on this album is, I have I have complicated thoughts. Sometimes they might clash with the popular ideology. I may have cheated on my spouse. I mean, the worst. Good kid, Mad City ended with him being saved. And that's what he's been that like. That was audio cinema, though. It's a short film by Kendrick Lamar. It's okay, but that's what he's been pushing kind of ever since then. Or whatever. The whole I mean, thing you don't and... make a record like you unless you're really struggling with some things. I think a person that pure of heart or whatever wouldn't feel like, you know, loving you is complicated. You mean himself is like, I hate you, nigga. The, you know, the, I tell the world your secrets. Like, he's been telling us the that whole time. Song, I mean, that song was about survivor's guilt because, like, his, one of his best friend's brothers died while he was on tour. I, I know about that part of the song, but, I mean, he's talking to himself. I mean, clearly he has... Anyway... <laughs> I've never, I've never been. We never got this much of him as we did on this album until now. Well, maybe he took five years because he anticipated that people would turn on him. Well, no, he took five years. He says he had two years of writer's block. Two years of writer block. And then he has to go to therapy. He was in therapy for three years. I don't know. But like, I never assumed he was this do no wrong, like beacon of hope that everybody thought he was i thought we went through this with the black or the berry when people called him like a coon and a respectability politics like and that rolling stone remember the rolling stone piece prior to pimp a butterfly as well that was kind of controversial we don't have time to cover the black or the berry but he he made good points on that song (laughs) i know i know i know i knew you would agree with that i'm just yeah you um, are you are a hypocrite if you're committing genocide, but then you're like, why are white people killing us? We can move on. Yeah, we know we can definitely move on because that's an entirely different conversation we need to get into. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, are we going to track nine? Yes, we have to. Okay. I have to go to work tomorrow. Track nine, Purple Hearts featuring Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. Man, I wanted to like this more. Uh, six plus. Five plus. Oh, man. Wow. It's the worst song on this album. What? It's not worse than We Cry Together, but we can move on. It's definitely worse because it, at least We Cry Together, he goes somewhere with it and he attempts something and he and he takes a big swing. This is the opposite of a big swing. Jesse, what's your rating? Uh, I guess we got to watch Flat 7. You don't have to play to watch. No, we're going to play to watch. You don't have to, they don't please. Know what, they no, don't, don't be a mark, is. Jesse. I know, because it's K 
Kendrick's kids are on the album cover. Well, no, I think it's because he has to go to work tomorrow. In the interest of time, we don't have time for the one. Yeah. It's a two-second drop. To all my niggas that been living it up, watch. I figured I would just hit it while y'all were talking. Yeah, that sounded like a six-second drop. It was four to no more than five. All right, that was the Royal Watch. All right, so here's the thing. Um, Six plus, if if this was just a Ghostface Killer interlude, it'd be one of my favorite tracks on the album. But unfortunately, we uh, have a lot of this stuff up top. Um, So this is my first candidate to want to hear in the car for it to potentially go up. It's like this, yeah, baby. Uh, I hated um, that. I hated yeah, that. I don't yeah, baby. I don't that was that. like stylish for the sake of being stylish. It didn't really accomplish anything, but it stood out because clearly he wanted it to. Um, shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. It's like, all right, this is some Kendrick Savior complex uh, talk again. Uh, I'm not in the music business. I'm in the human business. Whole life been social distant. It's like, how okay. was that Savior complex? No, before those lines. Not what I just read. The, the, the shut the fuck the, up when you hear when love. You hear talk. How love is that, talk. Kendrick? It's just like, folks, this is love. This is how you love. Like when love is on the scene, it's just you know how Kendrick is, man. He's right. saying like, make room for that. Like allow that into your life or something. I don't know. I know what he's saying because he has to tell us what to do all the time. Like he's Jay Z. Uh, they gonna judge your life for a couple likes on a double tap? Yes, they will. I said good beat. Summer Walker comes in. If oh. it, it ain't. It ain't love if you judge me for my past. It ain't love if you don't ever eat my ass. I said, Come on. even as an aspiring ass eater, I don't know if it works that way. Also, my pet peeve of like, don't judge me is here. So whatever. Uh, Ghostface steals the show to me. I actually got good flashbacks of season six. Um, I wish it was just a Ghostface record, honestly. Uh, it's my favorite part of the song. and But yeah, six plus. Could go up, could stay where it is. I don't know. Um, the beat reminded me of Weekend Love by Cameron on steroids. Maybe it's the same sample, but this is slower and bigger sounding with rest, less reliance on the actual original sample, if that's the case. He's doing the damn sing rapping type thing that he was doing on Ya Ya. I'm not really feeling this so far or how Kendrick approached it, but maybe Ghostface will deliver a performance so raw he saves the song for me. I'm just kind of whatever on this as of right now. Summer Walker saying, I hate it here a bunch of times. Twitter timeline nonsense. Get that out the writer's room of an album that took five years to complete. Facts. Singing about getting her ass eaten. Once again, come on. Um, Ghost comes in just over raw strings. And he's delivering everything with passion, pain, and conviction. This is not Raekwon on Twisted Fantasy vibes, but unfortunately, everything else about the song just doesn't really work for me at all. All right. He got the play. He, he, he added the play. Summer Walker took it from a six minus to a five, and Ghostface got the plus on the five. All right. This is my least favorite song on the album. Could have been left on the cutting room floor. Okay. Play this if you feel anything, Raw Strings. I would oh. say play this if you feel nothing. You said raw strings. Yeah. Um, let's see here. My notes say 80s R&B. I'm not in the music business. I'm in the human business. It ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass. How did this line end up on the album? Uh, this was a 7 plus until then. Uh, I don't love yeah, baby. So just a flat 7. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, baby um, is not over with either Mules Mel or Jesse. Right. Um, don't do it again. And no more Summer Walker. This is the end of disc one. So this concludes uh, this one. Uh, flip your. I don't think that over. this is a good way to end the disc. Um, could have been good. More Ghostface, less right. everything so before that. We're off the rails now for me. Like right. I, I like the swing he took on Cry Together, but it just didn't work for me overall. Six minus. Now we're in five plus territory. I need him to put this train back on the tracks. At this rate, we're getting out of here in another two hours. Nah, we're you know moving. what? It's no, we'll, we'll we'll get through this. But I just want to say before we flip to this too, um, it's clear to me that a lot. I feel a lot of the pushback on this album is people had different expectations, and me as a Kendrick fan, but not like a super fan or a stan, I went in with no expectations, and it's probably why I enjoy the album more. Clearly, people have an idea of what Kendrick is yeah, and should that's be. That's what I was saying up top. Like we're all fans, but. At least I can say, you know, Jesse, you're probably a bigger fan than me and Mel. We like him, but, like, he's not top anything for me. Like, he's just a good artist of the day who, to me, is one of the more impressive live performers of our time. He's, and, not, he's not one of the top rappers of the 2010s? Oh, sure, but I'm saying in my own personal, you know, there's... 50, 60, 70, 80 rappers I put over Kendrick Lamar easily that I'd just time. rather listen to. Not I'm not I'm just talking for my own personal taste. What you enjoy listening to, got it. Yeah, yeah. Got but it. like I recognize his greatness in the pantheon of rap of right. obviously of the decade. I feel like All right, Harold Bingo with the sneak dissing. You know, him and what? You sneak what? dissing him. I recognize his greatness, but I don't really want to listen to him. You sound like the fucks. I'm not. (laughs) It's lighthearted ribbing. Let's move on. I'm not going to sit down and take that. Okay. On this album of all Kendrick albums. It's lighthearted ribbing style. Let's move on. As far as I'm concerned, there's many other MCs I would rather listen to. That's just how I feel. We can move on. Kendrick Um, or Billy Woods. Kendrick, are you fucking kidding me? It was a joke. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. All right, this two. Uh, track one of this two, Count Me Out. Uh, That's what I said yeah. after the last song. I'm like, can this, you know, this could have just been that. The di- one disc. Uh, flat six. Six plus. Seven minus. All right. Uh... Am I the only one that was kind of hoping for a new edition sample? I don't know what you're talking about. You have to count me out. What song you is that? You have to count me out. You're going to have to count me out. I, wasn't no so I would assume wow. count me out with the amount of times that he just said it. Count that me one, out. Wow. Right? Listen, Jesse, I got to hit you with this. And you ain't no, black. And that wasn't no hit. It was one of their early hits. No, that wasn't no hit. It was. That ain't Mr. Telephone Man. That ain't cool it now. Yeah. Candy Girl, uh, Mr. Telephone Man, Count Me Out was definitely one of their records. It wasn't a hit? I'm older than <laughs> you and I've said, never heard that. This man said yeah. it was definitely one of their records. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant like, it's probably like one of their big records. That was a deep cut, Mel. I ain't never heard it of that. It reached number two on the R&B singles chart. Ooh, yeah. Mel's got some heat. He's coming back with the Dart Adams right now. I see yeah. what you're doing. 
on the hot okay. black singles chart, as a matter of fact, when they were still uh, yeah, <laughs> calling that, attention to our uh, race. The urban charts, that shit don't count. That wasn't no hit. It, was, it wasn't a hit unless it, you, you ain't black. It was <laughs> a hit in Peorio, okay? No, no. We got Jesse Jesse Harlow. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> How am I Jesse Harlow? Oh, because I didn't, didn't know, know the song. Because uh, I didn't know New Edition, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, wait, let's move on. Wait, who's let's Ray J's sister? Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about the um, tie-ins. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Ray J fucked someone from New Edition's ex-wife, but let's move on. Uh, yeah, so we hear Session 10 Breakthrough. Uh, this will be track 10. It's, it's Session 10. It's the 10th track. It's this two track one. It was the 10th track. So, yeah, I was confirmed right with this whole, okay, the album, the concept, it's therapy. Okay, this so is, I guess. this is yeah, the exact moment and as well in my notes. So, this is basically an, an audio therapist session. Okay. Yeah. And on that note, I just want to say, people seem really upset about this. Like, Jesse, you were saying off air before we started, like, you were expecting, like, a bar out session on this album? That's what people wanted after all this time with him being gone. Is that what people wanted? Because me, yes. I would I would expect something. When you're gone this long, it's for a reason. You're not just going to come back with like your run of the mill. Let me bar out like I'm King Kendrick. You know, like clearly he's been ruminating on something this long. Like this makes sense for him to release. That's why he you did. Know? That's why he did family ties and whatnot on whatever the other. He wasn't barring out on those. He was being goofy, putting his cousin over. He didn't bar out on family ties? You don't think so? He was putting his cousin over being goofy. No. He killed that shit. I don't... Put it... Listen, if you're listening to this on YouTube, in the chat, tell us what you think about it. Did Kendrick kill family ties? I thought he did. What's that? We are not the Waynes? We are not the (laughs) Waynes. He's baby Keem. (laughs) He was just putting his cousin over being goofy as hell. No, once he gets in that smoking on your top five tonight, and he was flying around the track doing a great job. Uh, let's move on. You know, I'm Kenny Omega. You know that that <laughs> part. That's the best part. I'm Kenny Omega. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I said this track. Uh, it's more damn two to me. Uh, he's doing COVID. This is also borderline the COVID album. It's like he's talking about masks, masks on high. I don't think all that's going to age well. I would call it a time capsule, but I really don't think people are going to. We know, capsuled it already, though. The time apparently has passed. You know, yeah, apparently. But, you know, we know. They oh, brother, uh, get Stilo out of here. What? He said Kendrick's album is worse than Jack Harlow's. Hmm. Actually, I can't talk, but let's continue. Oh, my uh, God. What the fuck? What do you got? Listen, you guys been drinking some sort of... No, um, I'm not saying I can't talk because I you're, agree. You're, you're drinking You're drinking that Power Rangers juice, that Ivan Ooze. <laughs> Lane? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I said, uh, uh, you know, he was like... Uh, when you was at your lowest, tell me where the hoes at, the bros at. I love when you count me out. I've already seen that get tweeted. And I'm like, okay, more aggrieved music, the song style of a generation. And look, if you'll allow me to be frank, I love some woe is me ass music. You know I do. I'm emo male. But I hate when they try to make it pop or like trendy. You know, it's like, I love when you count me out. It's like, can we stop? Like, can, can we just like prove people wrong without making a scene out of it? You know? Um, 
it's the nobody pray for me thing all over again. Um, yeah, uh, said some distorted synth around a minute 30. This uh, fuck it up, fuck it up reminds me a bit quit. Um, the flow at the end reminds me of Cole, and he says, Deep regret. I got things I can't forget. I said, Same, and that's all I got. Flat six. Have okay. you read your notes? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, I haven't said a damn thing. Got it. So I said, let's hope we can turn things around here for disc two. Singing up top like the intro, session 10, work through. So this is basically an audio therapist session. Kendrick rapping hard over claps in a choir. Not really doing a double time flow per se, but it's this kind of bouncy, rhythmic, sing-songy rap flow. Then we get some, I don't know, like hard synths, I guess. And he's talking about, I love when you count me out. And then it kind of goes with, you know, you get those like trap hi-hats in the mix and it kind of turns into another one of these DNA type songs from Dam. Uh, I'm good on this one, but it's an improvement from the last two songs for me. I think right now I can call it at this point in the album, given the wait five years, I think this album would have hit harder as a concise vision versus what it sounds like to me 10 songs in so far with eight more to go to Pimp a Butterfly meets Damn. I remember uh, thinking back to when I went to Oxnard, California to see the, like, what was it? The Life of Pablo um, premiere. Mm-hmm. And my first impression of Life of Pablo was I left the theater and I was like, damn. There was a movie? Well, no. Remember the stream that they did on, like, Tidal and everything? Oh. There were a couple theaters that were broadcasting it. You could buy tickets to see. So uh, we did that. And I remember leaving the theater. talking about the MSG show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got it. So I remember leaving the theater and thinking with this Pablo this was the first time I feel like Kanye didn't bring anything new to the table. And instead he just kind of did a highlight reel of all his different styles and eras in one project. And this isn't quite that for me, but this very much sounds like a mix between some of the songs on Dam and some of the songs on To Pimp a Butterfly. It seems like right now, I'm generally vibing more with the butterfly Jason stuff. Cause I guess I just like that album more. And even some of the damn adjacent stuff on here, I do feel like he's sticking the landing better than he did on damn with the approach and the style and everything. But I can't help but feel like 18 tracks is a bit much here. It muddled up the vision a bit for me. <clears throat> Hmm. Hmm. All right. I'm That's it. Then we get the steppers, and then you know they come back, and the song ends. Okay. Okay. I had to go to Genius uh, to to look up a lyric. You're gonna laugh because it's not what uh, it's not what I thought he said. I thought he said I fart like a pit bull terrier. I was like, what are you talking about? It was I fought like a pit bull terrier. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wrote I fart like a pit bull terrier. Uh, but my notes say it feels like I've already heard this from Kendrick. 
I don't love this hook. Is this racks on racks on racks flow? Uh, by the time it was done, I was tired of the singing. It was a seven, went down to a seven minus. <clears throat> we can move on. All right. Well, uh, what's next is uh, track two, Crown. Uh, and also my uh, least favorite record on the album, uh, six minus for me. Okay, I give it a seven minus. Take me, baby. The, the shockers continue. Uh, seven plus. Okay. But here's the thing: I gave it a seven minus, and it's for a stupid reason. I'll admit. Okay. I'll just say this: piano's back. Almost like the intro of Untitled, the Nas album that Jay Electronica produced musically. Uh, I said, I'm not going to lie. I feel like he I'm a temple it or right he now. It? He did both, actually. Uh. Um, not going to lie. I feel like I'm at Temple right now. Hit that Drake drop for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let me pull it in. Uh, this is a two-second drop. Not the watch. Well, you got to add on the time spent looking for it. By the way, I'm Jewish. Yeah, so it feels like wha- Mool's wacky scenario. I feel like I'm at Temple right now, but I took mushrooms before showing up. This is definitely Mool's bad trip at the Temple, LMAO. I have to put it over, if only for the ridiculousness of how this music is making me feel and the in- the images that it's conjuring up in my mind. This is Kendro is King type music. And then... It got weird, and I wrote, okay, we're officially in the last three tracks of Stankonia territory. I'm coming down from the mushroom trip at the temple. And I won't tell this story, but all I can say is, if you ever happen to be tripping on mushrooms and a rabbi or a sort of Orthodox Jewish man walks up to you, and asks you if you can be the tenth man in their minion. Don't agree. <laughs> we can okay. we can move on. Uh, Jesse, what do you, you got? Anything, Mel? No, uh, there, there was a there was a knock at the door just now. Oh no! Not how not... could you say this reminds you of Temple when oh, he no. disrespected us on his last album with the Black okay. Israelite thing? All right. Okay, she All went right. away. She went away. <laughs> She popped in and popped out. <laughs> All right. Um, I said, uh, "Heavy is the head ass song," and then he ended up saying it in the record. Yeah, I was like, he oh, did. Huh. Uh, "Love is fickle." I can't please everybody. I said, "All true." It just musically lulled me to sleep. Uh, he's on my buying stuff. But buying stuff gets old. Doesn't fix anything. Said, so "Sounds like an outtake from F." Like we ever got the love below too. Uh, especially towards the end with the layered vocals. It's a song yeah. about the stress of being on top. I'm glad you picked up on the Dungeon Family yeah. sort of textures at the end. Yeah, definitely felt that. Um, yeah, it's about the stress of being on top, and I feel that, and I, and I understand it, but my only other note is, Kendrick, you know, well, no more Jesus Halloween costumes and crowns of thorns on your album covers might help. Just a thought. You know, you, you kind of condition people when you position yourself a certain way, mm. they expect more out of you. You know, Vince Russo was disappointed when he saw the cover. 
So I just expressed that. I just felt that just put it out there. He was upset with the crown of thorns. He didn't like it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Jesse. My notes say I'm entertained. If this is just Kendrick and a piano with no drums, this is like at the beginning, you know, when it was yeah. just building up. I was like, I'm entertained. If this is just Kendrick and a piano with no drums, I guess this is about him struggling with money and it's still not making him happy. And that was it. All right. I think we all got the point here. Uh, or, you know, yeah. So you want to move on? We have to. You can. Track three, Silent Hill featuring Kodak Black. Um, seven plus. Flat six. Oh, we got another watch, flat eight. Oh, yeah. I won't hit it again. Uh, Royal watch, but... Yeah, look, uh, I said great song title because it's a great franchise. Shout out to Silent Hill. Um, I said, oh, okay, so this might be the first time that Pop Kendrick or Pop Adjacent Kendrick will work for me on this album. I predicted this was going to be like one of the standouts for people early. Uh, I said this is going to be perfect male writing music. Um, this is something I'll play when, I, when I'm stressed out. You know, the drums are hard, but the melody uh, lends itself to the idea of decompression. I can't wait to hear this in the car. Um, Kodak's on here. He's like, my ring is like a ring pop. He said, I said, Kendrick really likes Kodak, I guess. Uh, I had to assume his rawness or lack of refinement. Uh, cause he clearly is like the kind of guy that wouldn't care about being canceled. We, we know about Kendrick, you know, raw thoughts. Oh, uh, you know, listen, if you feel anything, he's the same guy who enjoyed Tentacion records. Uh, Mules, you made a great point. This kind of reminds me of like the Kanye standing with the baby and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. You Big know, time. it's like, especially when only- you, square that with his statements on the album about cancel culture and free speech and all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like these are overtures to the Dave Chappelle, you know, uh, contingent, I suppose. And the Kanye contingent, like love everybody, bro. God first, bro. Nobody's perfect. We got to love. All right. Like I, I got a final thought on this later, but for now I'll say, you know, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but perhaps consider finding your like, I'm cons- I'm assuming this is the appeal of Kodak Black, but perhaps consider finding your rawness and honesty elsewhere, you know, but I've never, I've never listened to Kodak Black like that. And musically, he's been fine on this album to me so far. He hasn't been whack at all. So it's not really a knock on the music. It's his presence. It's like, all right, you know, I got to ask myself, what's the larger point he's trying to make here about letting Kodak narrate this album and, you know. Yeah, I, I disagree with a good deal of what you said. Question without uh, what I said. Yes. No, well, what, uh, Jesse, well, what specifically? I'll, I'll get into it. Jesse, what were you saying? Okay. Uh, I said I had a question and this is not being a mark. This is a genuine question. Is there a chance Kendrick is maybe in the dark or unaware of the allegations or the, uh, not the allegations, but what Kodak Black he has knows. done? He knows. He's not he in knows. tune with a whole lot of things. He knows. All right. You got that James he Harden He knows drop? enough to know that. Co- he knows Kodak Black's music. Like, no, do, he we, knows. do we have that James Harden drop? Oh, I wish we did. Okay, uh, but but then else. But well, then, it wasn't a drop. It was a tweet. Oh, you okay. Know? But then else. Hey, Kodak Black, my brother, he don't got internet, so he would never go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, elsewhere on the album, he's like low-key apologizing for R. Kelly, so... Let me ask you a question. Sure. How is he aware of the term cancel culture but not what you know, someone in his industry was, who's been very publicly 
He doesn't follow the rap industry. His his industry. The scandals and the nonsense. I, I, I'm. Dude, Kodak like Black has he, been. He's not a household like, True, but he did have a number one record, Super Gremlin, recently, and he's done some things that you know are frowned upon. I I get it, but you would have to be like deeply in tune with social media to know about that stuff. And Kendrick, I don't necessarily agree with that. I wouldn't say deeply. I mean, he's been in and out of jail enough times. And I would say an artist of Kendrick's caliber is definitely um, he has a team around him that knows. He's collaborating. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. Someone knows. If he's been informed, he's been informed. Okay, but like I said, he also like low key kind of apologized for R. Kelly on the album, so. Kind of, but kind of not. I think he's just, again, like Moose was saying, I guess starting a conversation. Presenting but, ideas. Uh, yeah, the Maybe nudging you in ideas. one direction, but presenting ideas. Raw thoughts. And raw thoughts, for sure. Yeah, I found but, a tweet. Uh, <laughs> we just so you know, Kodak Black is my brother. By the way, he don't have internets, obviously. Don't know what's right or wrong if he posted something that's against us. I hate mm-hmm. when rappers get niggas biz. Like, it can't happen to him. Buster, that nigga's clear that shit up. Activist, okay. That's that's. I feel like that's how Young Thug would say it. Um, but sidebar: that man is not a political prisoner. But let's move on. We don't need to talk about that at all. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts, Jesse? Uh, Wait, hold on. I don't get to. I was about to. What's going on here? What's going on tonight? Nothing. It's just the order. I was in the middle of telling you I disagreed with your points. You said why. I got cut off by Jesse. I let him speak. Now you say, hey, Jesse, what do you got to say about the record? Go ahead. I'm sensing a funny energy from you tonight. We're trying to get out of here, Moose. You'd think so, but he's in here reading the chat. He's he's skipping over Moose. Okay? We know about him. Okay? Okay. We know what's going on. I don't. I don't know what's going on at all. uh, All right, let me tell you what's going on. First of all, I'm a true Silent Hill enthusiast. I own both films on Blu-ray. I own the first two games as well as Homecoming. Okay? I really like that franchise. Two scared the shit out of me as a kid. That said, this beat does not sound like Silent Hill. It sounds like floating in zero gravity. It sounds like the game Dead Space. It does. Actually. I don't know why it's called Silent Hill, but it should I have been called it. Dead Space because you know the the horror survival game in a spaceship. That's what it sounds like. Um, found the kick drum a bit too loud in the mix for my liking. I wrote this is something I disagree with you with. Um, the commercial shit from him works on Die Hard and Rich Spirit, but it hasn't worked for me on Worldwide Steppers or this. Yeah, Worldwide Steppers is a little abstract to be commercial. Oh, not, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, N95, my bad. Oh, okay. Uh, I misquoted in my notes, but uh, I wrote Kodak Black is on the second verse. Here's the other thing I disagree with you on. I wrote his verse is whack. I didn't like him on here at all. I did like him on the interlude, but it didn't go well into the next song. Um, Yeah, I wrote his interlude performance was definitely more inspired. Strings come in at the end of his verse to heighten the emotion. Chorus does nothing for me. It sounds like Kendrick doing a Playboy Cardi impression. Definitely not what I was expecting at all for a song named after one of the greatest survival horror games of all time. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Uh, now I Jesse, didn't hate it. 
I didn't hate it, but I definitely think Kodak delivers better performance on this album earlier. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jesse. Silent Hill. Who? I know Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> All right, my notes say push these redactors off me like who that entertained me. Uh, I'm very entertained by Kodak it, it, Black. It was like huh, like yeah. huh, like huh, yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I guess that was McConan. Uh I mean, well, McConan has said huh before, but yeah, on songs. I mean, it's just you know, onomatopoeia. I'm very entertained by Kodak Black, even though he's very problematic. Uh, I call a bitch off the Google app. What does that mean? Does, it, does he mean Google Voice or? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the Google app is where you can call call a woman. But, uh, Definitely that's... Google Voice. Got it. And you can call us, 718-635-0743, which is a Google Voice number. Leave a yeah, message. Yeah. What do you think of the review? What do you think of Mules Mel and Jesse's opinions? All right. Uh-huh. Moving on. Yeah, we must right. in the face of Mel pulling some some funny boy moves. We have to continue. I've done nothing in funny boy fashion at all tonight, and at least not intentionally. Um, track four, Savior Interlude. The irony of the album to me that I would like a song uh, called Savior when well, you're always going on about Kendrick being in savior, his savior complex, right? Yeah, uh, flat seven. Seven minus. Mm. All right. Well, Dingy baby. Wow. wow. Okay. Jackpot for today's mathematics, right? Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton of notes, but up top, whoever's talking, I was like, is this uh, I think Charles it's Baby Xavier, Keem, right? That's Keem. Well, yeah, Keem's rapping, but there's like a voice, like a, you know, sound bite. It sounds like Charles Xavier. Uh, first, I said Baby Keem's telling... Uh, struggle tales effectively and then my first rewind of the album because my literal reaction was damn to the line he said uh my uncle would tell me the shit in the movies could only be magic this year i did 43 shows and took it all home to buy him a casket i was like damn yeah that was, a, that, was that was a crazy line yeah it was crazy uh the engineer dead if the drive don't back up <laughs> i feel that uh, i said look keem did what i had to do or what he had to do i said i think i it might be finally time for me to listen to that uh rainbow road album of his or whatever it's called <laughs> the the i almost called it the little boy <laughs> whatever it is because i meant to listen to it the, the rainbow board the melodic blue the melodic blue oh, there okay you there you go okay because yeah, i it, enjoyed them on here it's a fun album but it's not like yeah I know the singles. I, you know, I like, uh, like I said, I like Family Ties. Or, yeah, I, uh, I, he's rapping over violins on here. It's kind of reminiscent of Kodak on the other interlude, rapping over the piano. I won't know how I feel about this until the next song comes on, and I see how well suited this is. Just like the last interlude, I wrote, "I'll be back," and then I returned to write, "Worked well into Savior." So there you go. Or. Uh, Jesse? Um, I would say I don't know who this is rapping. Then it says Keem, I guess. I think the Pulitzer went to his head with these string sections. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I mean, Kendrick is like, I gotta keep impressing, you know, the sophisticated people. I gotta tell you, I haven't heard strings on an album and I truly felt like I was hearing something new since late registration. I was about to say, yeah. 
that was the last time I actually heard strings and I'm like, oh, wow, like a full orchestra and a rap album, but like without like with just some real beats, but then some added orchestration. That's crazy. And it sounded new and fresh. And I'm not as blown away by orchestras anymore. Sometimes it leads to some real new age bullshit, but not this time. Is I wonder fake art to you guys? No. No, I we don't wonder. wonder. Great. All right. We can move on. All right. Uh, track five, uh, the actual record, Savior, after the Savior interlude, uh, featuring Baby Keem and Sam Dew. Your uh, main my man. main no. man. Hold on. I didn't do that right. My main man, Sam Dew. Okay. Sam I'm a Dew? big Sam Dew fan. He has two tens. Across two different projects to me. The song Remember is a 10, and when he was in the group Cloud Eater, Hollow is a 10. This song, however, is a 7 minus. So, yeah. Oh, can't be mad at that. I give it a flat 7. Okay. Sam do. I know Sam Goody. Uh, <laughs> 8 minus. All right. Uh, shout out to Sam Goodo. All right. The Saviors are in the building. All right. Look, I'm sorry. I just got to get this out of the way up top. Okay. So he starts his song. Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. I'm like, hey, he's self-aware. He's fine. Cole made you feel empowered, but he is not your savior. And I'm like, okay, I know who's coming next. Drake, right? They're the triumvirate or whatever. Like they're the they're the trio. This man said future. Said get a money counter, but he is not your savior. And then it ends with LeBron. So I'm like, okay, come on, come on, bro, come on. It's deliberate. It's intentional. No Drake. Like what? you switch from rappers to a basketball player. I'm uh, not even gonna start no, on LeBron. Be, don't but, be no, no, come on, no. come on. Don't no, What's no. Don't act line? like don't act like that wasn't intentional. Let's no, not do that. Drop, Let's not do drop, that right now. Future, future, bro. No, 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 no. What's the I, LeBron no, line? No, I'm not being a mark. Come on. Mel, we all know the, who the do the three LeBron, guys are. What is the LeBron line? Bron made you give him flowers or something, or give flowers, but he's not your savior. We switch from rappers to basketball all of a sudden. It, it wasn't an intentional slight. People... It was intentional. It was intentional. No. Especially after the whole no. Kanye Drake thing. No. It's intentional, bro. No. He knows that the three guys are him, Cole, and Drake. No, Come that's... The, Stop. That's, that's, that's the same reason... Future? That's the same reason why he would have brought it up. Because it he brought it up earlier. If he was trying to conceal something... He he's, he wouldn't have said that. Yeah, line his point earlier. is he's team Yay. He doesn't like Drake for whatever reason. I don't know. So why, why didn't he bring up Yay between why them? Didn't, why didn't he bring up Yay? It, what no. in this song? Yeah, because they're not the they're not the guy. He's not the guy of the day. Mel, it wasn't a three okay. guys thing. It wasn't a it wasn't a yeah, purpose. Sure, it wasn't okay. It was okay. not an intentional omission of okay. uh, sure. of Jesse, Drake. What do you think? I know what being... I, I know what's happening here. We can we can pretend like it's not oh, happening. That's God. fine. Is he being a mark? He's That's being all I'm not. There's beef. There's beef. Okay, <laughs> you're not gonna tell me there's not beef. He's being a. I just su- want to point it out because it's very obvious. Continue. There is beef, but I'm saying it has nothing to do with this. You're he was being, excluded on purpose. No one. No. Mel, when is anyone? Let's, Mel, let's, just, let's Mel. keep going. It's not that big of a deal. I just, I, I, you know, Mel, you're incorrect. On. When has anyone ever looked at Drake as a savior, bro? He's taught. And when has anyone ever looked at Future as a savior? Can he, we stop? Can we stop being dense? Okay. He has a whole section. Come on. He has a whole section of toxic masculinity Twitter yeah, that looks at him as a savior. Stop it. Just let's stop. Let's keep going. Let's keep yeah. going. All right. Just People, yeah. Nah, I'm getting the fuck Dr- out of here. Let's keep going. Drake. Right. Mel's a, um, 
Mel's being what? the biggest mark of, of no, the No, of no, the it's show obvious. So it's Mel, obvious, but let's keep going. Mel, I like the record. I like the record. If I was going to be a mark, I would have docked points. Mel, Drake has super fans. We don't need to talk about Drake. We don't need to talk about Drake anymore. I'm trying to make my point. I already, I already said what I had to say. Okay, I'm trying. I'm not to... even interested in being talked down from it. Okay. I just had to get it out there. Okay, I'm just trying to make my point. Drake has super fans. He has stands. He doesn't have worshippers like Future has. Those are fake worshippers. It's an internet meme. Okay, it, they worship Future him regardless. Future is not real. They're they, not real. Okay, they, they worship him regardless, even if it's for fucked up reasons. Um, okay. All right. Drake doesn't. Drake doesn't have worshippers like Kendrick. Uh, Cole, and then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you know, Kendrick and Cole are looked at as the kind of conscious guys. If Kendrick is like heaven, uh, you're rap explaining to me again. I'm not trying to rap explain. If Kendrick is heaven, uh, Cole is purgatory. Future is hell. Uh, the, the, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, enough. If future's right. the let's, devil, let's continue. Let's continue. If future's like the fuck is going on? Let's continue. No, where do we, we go? Where have we okay. gone? Where do we so, go? Here's the thing. What, there's much more to discuss on this record. I can't even speak um, now. <laughs> I, I don't no, cut you guys turning, off like this. No, 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 bro. Come on. You're talking about we're, we're extrapolating what they represent now. Like Kendrick. On. What I'm saying is Kendrick is holy. Uh, future is super toxic. Cole is somewhere in the middle. Drake doesn't. He's just a, a rapper that people like a lot. He's not worshipped on on those levels. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It wasn't an intentional omission, but you can go ahead. Okay, yeah, I agree, sure. Jesse. It's not an intentional omission, but I do okay. not. I don't know about this heaven, hell, purgatory. I meant <laughs> I meant holy versus toxic versus. Cole is I, in the I hear, no, I don't think that was what the point Kendrick was trying to make at all. But okay, let's, let's keep going. Um. Anyway, this is the part where Kendrick kind of lays all of his contradictions and uh, potentially problematic viewpoints bare. Uh, he's like, you know, they like what do you say? You, they like it when you're pro back, pro black, but I'm more Kodak black. You know, so that explains why he's on here. I guess he's connects with Kodak. I mean, Kendrick is from the hood, you know. You know, so it's like maybe it's a reminder, like don't take me as like this sort of like you know, lofty, bougie, lofty, right. hyper artsy, like cultured guy. Like I'm, I'm still from where I'm from and I feel the way I feel about certain things because of that. Um, he got my man, Sam do on here. I heard him. He didn't contribute that much to the record. He touches on the whole like blackout movement that happened a couple years back. Um, he mentions Kyrie Irving, famous anti-vaxxer. I, and I, I didn't know you said you got the lines, right? Mules? Yeah. Um, Oh, I actually don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it was something to the effect of I, like I, I wrote. Um, Kendrick says um, he's getting at the political correctness rappers are into these days. Then he starts talking about people who didn't take the vaccine, wishing they did when they got COVID. Kendrick getting the vaccine but getting COVID, and then thinking about Kyrie. Well, I, I saw it a different way. He was talking about like Christians say it's the mark of the beast. And the, until they get it, and there's something about Pfizer, like looking for Pfizer relief, and then like he he thought about Kyrie because he got it, and he's like, I heard it as like basically, do I want to listen to Kyrie or want to be laid up sick for two weeks, or like do do I want to like go all natural the Kyrie Kyrie anti vax or do I want to get this thing so I'm not laid up for two weeks? It was I wasn't sure of his point, and it was I still am not sure. I only heard it once. Okay. Then. Yeah, I, but, I, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought. I will I stay down. organic or hurt in this bed for two weeks? You know, 
I guess it's kind of open-ended. I'm not sure. Based on everything else he's been saying on his album so far, I have to think that he's... He already shouted out Dr. Sebi. You know, it's like, what am I supposed to think? I have to think that he, you know, values Kyrie's opinion on the matter. He's clearly humoring him, is the point. Okay. So it's I like... Then I, I maybe misinterpreted it myself. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a line I like, calamities on repeat. Yeah, that's what the world feels like. Um, I say there's a lot going on in this song. I'm not going to call it hot air, but this is very much the like, hey, look at how much is happening in this record record to me so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends with like, the cat is out the bag. I'm not your savior, to which I replied, the cat been out the bag. <laughs> okay, you were never that. I don't be looking at these artists like that. At least I haven't since Hamilton. So, yeah, that's all okay. I got. Um, yeah, I read some of my notes already, but yeah, I, I pointed out like it when they pro black, but I'm more Kodak black. Um Beat is pretty crazy once it drops. Latin flavor. Um, you know that Rosalia Malamente? Malamente. The, the kind of like the percussion on there, it's kind of reminiscent to that. Um, yeah, and I went into that, you know, stuff about the COVID. Uh, there's definitely some clunkiness here, but I dig the first verse and the beat is wild. So far, maybe my favorite piece of production on the album third verse good too then he starts talking about independent thought is missing they wonder where i've been protecting my soul in the valley of silence he says uh i said smart but it sounds like if he became a poster he would definitely get quote canceled as he likes to say cancel culture yeah um silence is golden folks you know yeah you can um, you can blow a bag just by tweeting something stupid, and he seems to have that awareness. But when he gets on his albums, he's not going to compromise raw thoughts. Yeah, right, the the famous raw thoughts. Uh, Jesse, well, you mentioned uh, Spanish flavor, so let me give you a little. Hola bonita. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> he's not your savior. Uh, love the word crackers. Uh, this is traditional Kendrick. Are you happy for me? Maybe the best song so far. Ambiguous favors is word salad. Being manipulative is such a required taste is word salad. Um, that wasn't word salad to me. I mean, I being think manipulative is that- such a required taste. Yeah, I think if I recall correctly, like commentary on being in the rap game and the entertainment industry, like the way to get ahead, like. You kind of have to have a manipulative streak. Like, there's what does it require? Taste? Did he mean acquire taste? No, I think he meant required. Like, you're required to kind of become a manipulative what is a required person taste? to get ahead. You got to have a taste for being manipulative uh, if you no. want to get ahead no. to like the stature of a Kendrick. Uh, now you're explaining. That's how me. I interpret it. No, oh, brother. Okay. And you asked, you know. <laughs> so, all right, uh, are we moving on. Yeah. We have to. No more okay. marking out. All right. Track six, Auntie Diaries. Or Auntie Diaries. Or Auntie Diaries. However you pronounce it. Uh, seven plus. Uh, seven minus. Sting me, baby. Flat seven. Uh-huh, no, there fine. it is. Today's mathematics. Uh, plus the, we ran the gamut of sevens. Let's plus not spend 20 minutes minus. on this song, even though it's a serious song. No, we don't need to. Um... This is actually this, one where I had to write bars verbatim. Uh, well, look, this is the 
this is the um we've had the gender war record the toxic masculinity record this is the trans rights uh gay right lgbtq plus record okay that's what this is uh it starts with this is how we conceptualize human beings there's a refrain and at first i didn't know how it was going to sit with me like my auntie is a man now i'm like because how gonna... he's come on this album so far, I'm like, all right, how flippant is he going to be with this right, subject matter? Exactly. But luckily, by the end, it was a very touching. Yeah, it reminded me, me of the record that Jay did for his mom on 444. Yeah, you know, kind of in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there was an interesting start here to the beat. Um, so he said, "My auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough to understand now." Those bars come back around several times. Very relaxed and airy delivery from Kendrick vocally. That bar keeps coming back around. Talks about how the family shunned him. My auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough to understand now. Drinking, I didn't, Paul Masson with her hat turned backwards. Back when it was comedic relief to say redacted, 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 redacted. We ain't know no better. Elementary kids with no filter. However, my auntie became a man and I took pride in it. She wasn't gay. She ate pussy. And that was the difference. That's what I told my friends in the second grade. She's picking me up from school. They stare at her in the face. They couldn't comprehend what I had grew accustomed. We'd pull off bumping quick like it was nothing. And then he talks about, you know, the first person he ever saw do rap. Um, Then he continues, my favorite cousin said he's returning the favor and following my auntie with the same behavior. Demetrius is Marianne now, so the refrain kind of changes. He's more confident to live his plan now, but the family in disbelief this time, convincing themselves he ain't living discreet. He's fine. I once again appreciate how candid he is about his life. We get into the thoughts of, I think Kendrick was talking about his preacher and how he felt about all of this. Um, I feel like as the music becomes more uplifting and soulful, story kind of has a happy ending. Um, he kind of ties all of this together with that time he brought the white girl on stage and she ended hated up saying it. the N word. What's that? Hated it. Oh, you didn't, you didn't like what he did there with that. I hate the ending. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you think he bit off more than he can chew? Yeah. It, it's just like, I, uh, I'm you know t- what it reminded me of? Yeah. It reminded me of the end of jungle fever. Uh, don't, don't get me started. This is not cinema rankings. What what bothers you? Did you not find the analogy to be accurate? Yeah, it was a it was a bit. Because I reach. think honestly, if you feel that way, it kind of ties into earlier, like the hypocrisy of everybody thinks their own cause is like bigger. Yeah, you could say yeah, the analogy is maybe misguided, maybe clunky, but it's like the the you know the urge to want to jump and be like, well, I ain't the same as like me and a nigga. Like it's just. I get what he's going for. Uh, oh, you know? me, I do too. But there's, it's, it becomes almost a bit overwrought. It's like here's the big, the motto of the record. When really, what's most interesting about the record is how he just tells this story of his family and his peers and how they viewed it. You know, religious leader, how they viewed it, stuff like that. That's the heart of this record to me. Not the big, you know the big whammy at the end where he well, tries to really swing and, and hit a home run with the thing. And that's where it kind of loses me a little bit. 
I don't even feel like he was trying to hit a home run. I feel like he's trying to communicate to people who may not be as tapped into that discourse, like just trying to break it down to a fundamental level. It's like, look, this is how these people feel about this word, the same way we feel about this word. Not saying they're equivalent, not equivalent, but just trying to put people on a common ground. All right. And to that degree, you know, I would say this record is, I'll go ahead and say it, the word everybody says, a little important. It's touching, but it could be potentially important to help people broaden their perspective on things. Cause you know, a lot of people got families where you got like the gay, the gay auntie or, you know, like the, the, the cousin that's like, you know, a little sweet as you would say in the family, you know, it's like, it's, it's the fact that he's willing to go there with, I assume his own personal life and share this with us, you know, everything from growing up with his auntie, who's a man now to this cousin, you know, who played with Barbie dolls and, you know, um, eventually transition and like the, the day in church where he literally stands up for his cousin because the preacher like points him out and tries to make a big scene like an abomination he's saying look you know the laws of the land or the heart what's greater and he's like this is the day i chose humanity over religion you know like it's a record that i think conceptually is a nine or a ten but as far as how often i'll need to hear it you know it caps out at a seven plus you know right um like i don't see myself needing to come back to this record but i think the way the story is told the way it's communicated, the structuring of it, you know. I think, I think it was, was compelling. I think it was handled with care. I like, again, like, if it is his story, the honesty and yeah. putting it out there, you know, again, like, mileage may vary in terms of replay value, like you just said, but I I agree with you in the sense that, you know, um, in in terms of not just, as we've talked about other records on here, uh, with the attempt of starting a conversation, but, you know, potentially, you know, normalizing things in some way for some of his listeners, you know, and some of these artists who have the biggest platforms in the world haven't broached this subject matter, period. They make right. vague allusions to it. They might just say happy pride or something like that. But, you know, I think it's important that like, Jay made that smile record or Kendrick can make a record like this and that, you know, we're at a yeah, point. These are some of our biggest voices. Yes. And we're at a point genre. in hip hop where, you know, a record like uh, we've done this on the show, truly yours by cool G rap is just not tolerated anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to be more thoughtful in your approach. And I like about this record that, you know, Kendrick has been on some ill-advised shit at points on this album, and I thought his handling of this was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very important to up top the importance to understanding the record, you know, to pan back and forth that heart plays in ways the mind can't figure out, you know, that 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 sets up the rest of the record, you know, for people who may be hung up on this concept and, you know, need to be eased into it or, you know need an example from someone like a Kendrick Lamar who's respected and revered and adored, you know? So seven plus good record. I like it. Uh, Jesse. Oh, I appreciate you guys mentioning my song. Like Waka Flocka said that one time I influence. All right. Um, let's see here. My, he Can't went away. Him. He went away. Uh, a lot of special guests tonight. Uh, let's see. So notes say they all sound they all sound similar though. I wonder who is it? Jewish grandma dressed as Jay? Is it Jay dressed as Jewish grandma? I don't sound like that man. All right, let's move on. Uh, 
trans my notes say trans lives matter i guess it's brave he recorded this he's going to win every lgbt award for this i'm not looking forward to twitter's reaction to this this is fake art bullshit with the song build up and everyone will fall for it terrible ending why did you give this record again flat seven The ending where like the music kept building up and building up and building up, that was fake art. It's a seven, I like it. But yeah, the ending is fake art bullshit. Sorry. Uh, oh man. Okay. Alright, three uh, more songs. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's uh, move on. Track seven, I guess the title track, Mr. Morale featuring Tano Leone, I guess. So you were saying, uh, sorry, Mel, you were saying you know the why the album's titled this. What Explain. Um, well, it became clear by way of like the steppers, you know, I think the steppers represent, you know, the traumas that you hold on to and have influenced you. Like, you know, you always yeah. trying to be a big stepper, but Mr. Morale is the guy, I, I don't know, like. We gotta raise our morale by unpacking our traumas. I don't know. Yeah, you also thought know. he was leaving out Drake on purpose. Let's move on. We're not we not we're not talking about that no more. Let's move on. We're not talking about that no more. Uh we're talking about Mr. Morale, which is another seven plus. Oh my Connect, seven plus. Six minus. Oh my god. Uh do you know who I did the production? Notes. I wanna know. I want because this is my favorite beat on the album. Oh, oh, we know about you definitely now. Uh, I was gonna say, is the tempo man here? Paging tempo man. Uh, oh, he's fucking. He's in the building. Who did this? It's Pharrell. Pharrell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> main <laughs> man. Is one they of call my him for real because he's yeah. the truth. Oh, that shit sucks. There he is. One of my favorite beats and energies on the album. Yeah. No. All right. Put her there, partner. The beef is dead. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Look, I said. Look, this is manic male, caffeine male, panic male. This beat. Uh, I like the singing that goes along with the beat. Um. He starts telling tales about you know some abuse that his mom suffered you know early in her life. Uh, That's the next song. At this isn't point. It? Well, it's also in this song too. Oh. Um leads into the next song but he's like at the repast they serve him Popeye's chicken what you know about black trauma all right I'm gonna stop right here tell a very quick story so the hottest day of the year happened uh yesterday right and um <laughs> my uh I guess my grandma he was in, in control of the AC she hadn't turned the AC on yet right so it was 87 degrees in the house I went to the basement because that's where it was cool you know it's underground and I was there but I knew I had to record rap later and it was off for so long I just went upstairs and I was like I'm just going to ask her. So I went to uh, in the room. I'm like, are we, uh, is the AC broke? She was like, nah, should I turn it on? And I'm like, well, I mean, are we, it's all good. Like, are we saving money or something? She was like, yeah, you know, I call myself trying to save money, which makes sense. Cause you know, in black families, like this is something that you do, you know, you don't, you don't really mess with the climate like that unless you absolutely have to. But when I was, when it first got hot, I was trying to sleep yesterday morning and I walked down the hallway and saw 87 degrees and I was thinking about, you know, just black folks. It's like, you, know, you turn that heat on, turn that air on, you wait to the very last second. That's part of black, black culture, black trauma. And the line from the heart pop or part five popped in my head and I just blurted out, fuck calling it culture. <laughs> like, in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
like, by the it, way, it, it, uh, you just you just brought it up, so I need I need to say this. Okay. Heart, if Heart Part Five was on this album, it'd be my second favorite track. I think if Heart Part Five was on the album, it'd be my favorite song on the album. So. Yeah. There's that. I mean, I um, get why it's not on here. None of the other hearts have been on an album, but I don't know. I thought I'll was... say this. I'm in. You know, I'm enjoying most of the album for what it's worth so far. But I'll tell you this. I wanted it to be more like the Heart Part Five. Me, I didn't, I didn't get enough of that on here. I didn't. I thought subject matter wise, it was going to be like that. You know. Yeah, but how um, Kendrick cut through on that record, just with his energy yeah. and the tone of his voice and everything. I didn't get that a ton on this album. At times I did, but right. uh, not throughout. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, at this point, I decide, okay, I guess this two is officially my preferred disc because I only like four songs on disc one. I like five now on disc two. I, I don't um, know what my split is, but disc one has an eight minus and a nine on it for me, so I'm going with disc one. Or Okay. Um. Yeah, this is a uh, seven plus for me. Uh, what y'all got to say? Um, there was this clip up top. It was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life, or something. I couldn't uh, tell if that was Joe Button or Stephen A. Smith, but I yeah. don't think it was either. It so. just it you know it's a first listen, so I'm just writing as it's happening. I don't have time really to go back. Oh, I think that was but... Stephen A. Smith. Okay, it could have been. It, it you know it sounded like him, but the beat. I don't know if it's my favorite beat on the album. It's the banger of the album for sure, though. The beat is high energy, like black skinhead, I am a god, Yeezus type production on here. This shit knocks. Uh, The singing reminds me of I'm in it. I'm just getting Yeezus all over this thing. Um, Kendrick's rapping, but I'm just blown away by the beat. My internet went out. Oh, yeah, my internet went out. So I had to restart. Okay, we're back. Queuing the song back up. Run this shit back. Sounds like he's doing the Young Thug off the leash flow. Uh, are we good? No, we're good. I, Do I, we have I, to restart the beef? No, I'm fat. My, my stomach swiped it. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Just keep going. It's depressing. It sounds like he's doing the Young Thug off the leash flow at points from Gucci's uh, Trap Back Part 3 album. Uh, but I'm really not caught up in the rapping on this. He's he's in the pocket. He's doing what he needs to do. But this beat is just this thing in the monitors was going crazy. Mm. That's what I have to say. When you bring this in the car, Mel, did you listen to this album in the car? Or did you listen in no, your headphones? In bed, in headphones. Okay, when you bring this record to the car, turn this shit all the way up. Crazy. Well, that would be 39 for me. So That's all I got to say. It's just the banger of the album. Not my favorite song. Not even my second favorite song. But it's the banger of the album for sure. Hmm. Okay. Off the Leash is better than most of this album. Oh, you know Off the Leash? <laughs> Off the Leash. Yes. It's a goofy song. Do you agree that's what Kendrick's doing on there? Oh, I have no clue. I don't know. I heard that song once. This this new song once. Yeah. But Off the Leash is like a eight. When you go back and listen to this one again, if you decide to listen to this one again. I'm going to uh, play the album a few more times. You'll hear Kendrick doing the Off the Leash flow at points on this. Got it. Uh, everyone read their notes? 
Yeah. Uh, my notes say this is pushing five territory. It sounds like Fashion Week bullshit. Oh, man. All right. This sounds like runway model bullshit. <clears throat> well, I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, we can uh, continue. Uh, track eight, Mother Eye Sober, uh, featuring Beth Gibbons, Gibbons of Portishead, I guess. Did you listen uh, to Dummy yet, Mel? Haven't, haven't heard Dummy yet. Fucking classic. Okay. That's what I've heard. Fucking classic. Uh, I give this record a flat seven. Seven minus. Can me? Seven plus. Wow. Oh, there it, it is. Wow. Well, again. Uh, yeah, he says, I'm sensitive. I feel everything. I said, same. Uh, he tells a, a Will Smith-esque story about, I guess, his mom got hands put on her. He thought about getting a gun, and he feels guilty about not acting. Uh, he says, you never felt grief, grief till you felt it sober. Uh, and I said, oh, what do you know? I always do. I guess I uh, <laughs> grieve different. Um, yeah, he said he was an only child for like seven years, got everything for Christmas. And a very like harrowing story about like people. I'm, I assume the same cousin Demetrius from earlier, who's Marianne now everyone thought that like Demetrius touched him and I guess he didn't. And he told the adults that uh, he didn't, but no one believed him when he said he didn't. And we we get later on, like a lot of that paranoia came from, I guess his mom being abused when she was young. So like she was right. looking out that reference Kendrick. on the last record. Yeah. You kind know. of ties in here. And uh, I wasn't sure. I think he was saying like his uncle was the one that beat up his mom or something. Um, no, it wasn't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was first listen. I couldn't tell who beat up his mom. I thought it was his uncle or just somebody um, said this record's personal. It's one of those records where I have to remind people I'm not rating good or bad. I'm rating, you know, enjoyment. What I, what um, I took, Mel, was the mom was molested as a kid. Well, yeah, that. I got that. But um, she got beat up later, though. Uh, I'm uh-huh. saying I didn't know who did that. Um, yeah, Straight Edge Mel relates to his lines about, like, not uh, smoking, drinking, and stuff. Um yeah, he talks about conversations not being addressed in black families. That's true. He uses the phrase psychotic torture, which I appreciated. Um, now, at the end, I'm not sure exactly what he meant by this, but it's like, here's the thing. He said, uh, free all your abusers. And at this point, I said, all right, relax. Let people arrive at that point if they so wish. You can't make that decision for them. It's like that kind of thing that he does. Cole does this too from time to time, time to time. It's like, you know, I'll tell you what to do. Meditate. It's like, all right, look, if that works for you and you want to share that breakthrough with your fans, with the world, that's cool. But you're a big artist and people are dumb. So when you say this, it's presented like this is the way and this is the light and this is what y'all should do. And, you know, it's it kind of gave me the energy is like that nigga made Billy Jean. You think he touched some kids? It's like, I think it's particularly egregious, too, because he's like, like the way he's doing it, he's like, you know. And everybody like rise up and do it. He had me all the way like free free yourself for this and this and he's like free all your abusers. Like whoa, <laughs> hold on, we gotta we gotta unpack that first. If they decide to forgive them or not forgive them is is honestly up to them. Okay, they're the abused. All right, if that worked for you, forgiveness, great. I think, but he, it's I just thought, I'm done. That's all I got. I think he's saying for the sake of your own. No, I know why he's saying it, but I'm saying that might not be applicable for everyone or the best course of action. Well, I mean, you you let go of that. That's what helped him. You let go of the baggage by forgiving people. For some people, yeah, perhaps. 
Man, other that's, people? That's the best course you of know? action. Maybe, maybe not. People no, it is the different. best course of action. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's how you feel, and that's how Kendrick feels. Forgiveness, so. yeah, yeah. You, 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 you ain't always got to forgive, though. Sometimes people cross the line that they can't come back from. Yeah. Never mind, I was going like, to say Sometimes for people, the big breakthrough is just acknowledging the abuse. You you hear these stories about people whose family members get murdered and they like forgive the killers. And like, I don't know if I'd necessarily be comfortable with that. If that's what helped them, great. But yeah, right. If that's what helped them, great. That doesn't apply to everybody, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I could, if someone killed a family member of mine, God forbid. I don't know if I could be like, oh, you know what? Like the good Lord told me I should forgive you. Man, fuck that. It might be might be on site for you like you know you you might you, know. you might be on JFK time really all i'm saying is it should be left in the hands of the of the abused to decide that don't exactly like, that's all i'm saying i get that he's trying to share what helped him with the world but it's presented way, like yes the way he presents it is like rise up everyone free your abusers it's like whoa moles what if a guy was like just trying to push NFTs and politics on you. Would you would you forgive him? No. no. <laughs> that was a All reference. Right. In, inside joke stuff. Look in the chat. I'm sure you picked it up. No, I know. Okay. All right. Now here we go. Jesse explaining. I I just want to make sure the joke landed. You got to give us more credit, Jesse. It's late. All you right. you might not have picked up what I was saying. Anyway, let's let's move on. All right. Everyone read their notes. I gotta say, no, I haven't said anything. Oh, got it. You haven't said anything. <laughs> I meant with the notes on this song. Yeah, I you haven't read your notes for this yet. Okay, so who's gonna read their notes next? The captain. All right. Uh, the only other rapper I believe who's collaborated with Beth from Portishead is Doom on JJ Doom album. We open this up with the piano, some light percussion. This feels like it's going to be the Sing About Me type song of this album. Vulnerable vocal delivery as he uh, discusses his mother. Heavy song, haunting vocals. Uh, It's really weird not hearing her as part of the Portishead sound, I guess. Like, you'll hear, Mel, when you hear Portishead, you'll understand what I mean. Okay. It's very much a sound, and it's not. That's not what this sounds like. In fact, I think it was Absol on his last album. He did something. I think it was a record called like Portis Head in the Morning. I don't know if they had anything to do with it beyond the sample, but there's a Portis Head sample on Schoolboy Q Habits and Contradictions, and. There's Portishead-esque music on that record I just referenced from Ab Soul. It's like the least Portishead-sounding thing I've heard, and they actually got Beth Gibbons. So uh, that kind of took me by surprise. Yeah, he's, you know, discussing, as you mentioned, like family thinking that he got molested, addiction, his mother recommending him therapy, how trauma resurfaced 20 years later. Once again, I appreciate how candid he is and how he's willing to go to places that many others don't want to go to in order to tell their story, start a conversation, etc. 
even if his approach can sometimes maybe be a little off-putting. A little um, heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah, there's a line that he says every other rapper is sexually abused. He can tell in their face. I'm like, all right, calm down, dude. That's like a bit of a reach. I don't know. That was a line that stuck out to me. Is like, well, I don't know what you're talking about here. And yeah, the end of this record. It's the classic, me, like, I've been to therapy for the first time, and now I think my situation applies to everyone. Right. He's talking mm-hmm. about breaking cycles of generational trauma, and then we hear what sounds like Kendrick's child on the track. And again, like, the last song, I feel like we're aiming for, like, a sort of uplifting, happy ending in all of this, but it's delivered in a way that's a bit heavy-handed and misses the mark slightly. So I hit it with that 7 minus. It's not. It doesn't reach the brilliance of a sing about me. I'm dying of thirst to me, but different kind of record ultimately. All right, uh, Jesse, JJ Doom. I know JJ Evans from Good Times. <laughs> All right. I know Mike. Oh yeah, the crazy thing about him is like he's kind of a coon or something. But hey, yeah, that man that's played. another story. Oh. I didn't appreciate him playing me in that MC Hammer video. Oh, I remember that. That was fucking funny. <laughs> oh, man. All right. My notes say go to therapy instead of making music like this. Just go to therapy for it. Uh, sex addiction style, I relate not to the mo- molestation part. Uh, more fake art bullshit with all of the buildup at the end. Hmm. That was all. That was it. Jesse, yes. do you remember... Don't Feed the Monster by Homeboy Sandman. Yes. Very there's a record. Very uncomfortable song. Yeah, there's a record. I, on there I don't need to hear like about this. rappers being molested. This reminds me of a take I did see on the timeline, which kind of like I get. Somebody was like, yo, Kendrick's insane for trauma dumping on us after five years. You know? That I guess if, if you see it like that, it's like, okay. I, what we're getting know. from him, I mean, but at the same time. I don't I, mind, personally. I appreciate I just, it. It's kind of what right. I expect. Right, you know, like. Like, yeah, like so. all trauma matters, but I'm more comfortable. <laughs> all trauma matters. Yes. I'm more comfortable if a woman talks about that happened to her as a kid. When a guy says, it just makes me very uncomfortable, even though I've never dealt with it. When a, when a man rapper talks about that, because it's just like so out of the, you know, out of the norm, I guess. I appreciate people using a platform like music to be candid. That's what it's meant for. It's for self-expression. It's for telling your story. I have no problem with it. Um, the manner in which you deliver those thoughts, however, uh, is up for scrutiny, I think. You're putting out art to the world. And we're not obligated just to like it because you've been through something. Yeah, homeboy Sandman is just like, oh, I'm a horny man because it's happened to me as a kid. <laughs> All right. All right. Down. Okay. Calm right. down. Get out of here, okay. you fucking bitch. All right. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> Jesus. All right. Dude, okay. Are it's we... a reference to a drop. I know. I know but what why... it is. Come on. It's homeboy. He's a bitch now. Why does he got to be a fucking yeah. bitch? It, it's a drop. That's all. He was abused. All right, let's. Are we done? Can we move on to the final track here? Yeah, it'd be nice. Okay, here we go. Track nine, mirror. It's like uh, I'm a mirror. Your mirror's a mirror, baby. Uh, 
not a good song. That song, and this isn't either. Six plus. Oh, get the fuck out of it. To me. To me. Moose and Malconnect. Six plus. Uh, Eight plus. Man. Okay. Kendrick? Does Kendrick have a problem ending albums? No. Hmm. Other than, funnily enough, the album I like the least, Damn, has the best ending. Mortal Man is and Mortal Man's an embarrassment and it's disrespectful. Because of the Michael line? No, because he's talking to someone who's not alive anymore. That's that's like the outro to the album. We know, yeah, we know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's so you can't end albums. The, he's Spike Lee. You can't end movies. The, Look, real isn't a great ending. Uh, Mortal oh, Man is shaky. Real is great. Real is horror. I'm real. I'm that's, real. That's great. I'm really, really real. That's great. Horrible. Has this man ended a, an album with a single good record? Yeah. Uh, du- Duckworth. Duckworth. Yeah. Oh, I'm, uh, okay. That was a good record. Good rapping. Duckworth good is great. I don't consider real the ending. I consider Compton ending. Or was that a bonus song? Another bad song. Uh, uh, yeah, Even another worse. bad record. Right. Maybe that's a bad song. Also not good. That's a bad song. Yeah. Real is a great song to me. Oh, no way. They're both bad. Anyway. Uh, Miro. Uh, oh, look, I, this is only not I said. Kodak's back again, huh? All right, look. I said we got to address and reconcile these accusations before we redeem him. It's been said before, you know, by many people. But it's like it's the tug and pull. Because Kendrick, he's acknowledging on the album, like, women being abused, the points that women bring about how toxic man can be in the patriarchy. But... You know, he's also having Kendrick moments. And it's like, yeah, he's human. He always reminds us. It's true. I see it. Lots of contradiction here. But it's like, again, that Kanye energy. It's like the whole thing is narrated by Kodak Black. And it's like, you know, how are we growing from all these traumas and stuff? And it's like, we can't sweep this Kodak stuff under the rug because you're human. Because you can't be canceled. Because right, this and that. Because we, like, like, because we like songs. Because he's a fellow black man. Like, it doesn't work like that, okay? Like, you know, I'm not saying we need to, we gotta address it, all right? And clearly, Kodak hasn't, as far as I know, and that that's the issue. Like, has Kodak ever been like, yeah, you know, I did it, or I didn't do it, or I'm learning, or you know, I messed up? Like, no, he just acts like it didn't happen. He's innocent, whatever. Like, anyway, uh, what good beat here? I just uh, don't uh, really care for the record. Gave me real, you know, feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm real. Uh, but I did like, sorry, I didn't save the world, my friend. I was too busy building mine again or something like that. I thought that was a great line. But, uh, yeah, six plus. That's all I got. All right. I don't have much. I, I wrote aquatic beat that kind of turns into something almost flashing lights adjacent once the hook comes in. Good music. The words aren't totally connecting with me here yet. I chose me. Or I choose me, I'm sorry, is the refrain. Then he starts rapping about two minutes into the song with kind of the album thesis. Talks about having a kid, going to therapy, marital strife, etc. Strings sound good. That's it. I mean, kind of a anticlimactic ending to the album. Yeah. Uh, Jesse? My notes say beautiful ending that sounds like Pharrell. I would have loved if the whole album was like this. He shed the facade. And then I wrote the line that Mel said, sorry, I didn't save the world. I was too busy building mine again. 
Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> well, can we rate this thing? Seventy-six percent for me. Seventy-six percent weighted. Yeah. Okay. How many songs did you like? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this this was a um, fifteen out of 10 eighteen. Out of 18. Okay, so you Wait. liked all but three songs. Oh, okay. Fifteen you liked out yeah. of eighteen. Yeah. Okay. The the mark is back. He is. They were mostly sevens. They were not. That's not marking out. Well, yeah. Every song I liked was a seven. There were no eights. Um, uh, ten out of eighteen. Fifty five percent takeaway. I like fifty five percent of the album. One hundred eighteen out of one hundred eighty possible points. Sixty five percent average. Sixty five was fifty five. Added up, divide by two. Sixty uh, percent weighted for me, or six out of ten. Better than Elmatic. Yeah. Uh, Mould? I gave it an 11 out of 18. 61% takeaway. 114 out of 180. For a 63% average rating. Gave me a 62% weighted. What do you give it, Mel? 60. So that would give us a 61%. Just pretending. If it went on the board, it would be a 61%. Which would put it currently... At the time of this recording, above LL Cool J Radio and below Blue in Exile, Below the Heavens. Take that, Jesse. It would be the new number 76 album on the board. Yeah, Below the Heavens is better than this. Yeah, by... Hold on. Below the Heavens is better than a lot of them damn albums. Whatever. Let me see. Below the Heavens. Sorry, I get locked because I don't remember. There it is. It's currently number 75. This would be number 76. And YouTube recommending the entire Kendrick album to me. Like every track. Rated 74 albums better than that. Whatever. Apparently we have. Apparently you have. So we have. No, we have. What was my opening line? See, we're glad that you think it's great. And my opening line from this episode. Uh, You were mad at that guy on Twitter. Yeah, for me to go fuck yourself. I love you guys, but. Let's, let's, Look, we invite you listen, to keep loving that album. Don't, don't be blue. We haven't exiled you from the show or anything. Speak man, your truth. Oh, Raw man. thoughts. Oh, man. man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, look, I got to put this thing together. Been blue. All right. Lock, lock this no, thing No, that's out. me. I ain't never been blue. I'm yeah. a virgin. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, you know where to find us. Rap rankings. Enjoy the show. The movies that I am moose. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was an eight. <laughs> Maybe a nine. All right. All right. This is uh, okay. It's supposed to be just OJ. For oh okay, I messed it up. So. OJ Rich Richard. With all this, and we still don't know what OK Llama means. All right. I, oh, nobody, yes, and then OK, and then Lamar. We know about we know about okay. Why okay, the okay? It doesn't make any sense. Just accept it's a new, it. Right? It's a new message board and website for Llama Beats. Right. And okay, Kendrick let's go. Let's signing go. out. All right. Peace. Uh, love all that. Uh, see you later.